Everybody, welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast, and it's our two-year anniversary. Wah, wah, wah. I was waiting to be like the air horn, like wah, wah, wah. like that. Yeah, that doesn't. I don't that know if that works. It could have been worse. Uh, but uh, your D commentators this month are me, Lucas, and me, Emma, and we are here today to talk about. High School Musical. We're here to classic. talk about something important. We're here to talk about a cultural touchstone. Phenomenon. I have never been more jazzed to record this podcast. Can I just say, <laughs> I am jazzed. I had to tell Emma before we started, I was like, Emma, you realize you're not going to be able to get to every note you wrote down because I know she has oh. like two full notebooks. Oh, I realized that. I realized that last night at 12.30 a.m. when I finished watching this movie and was at the point where I was just writing down lines from the script verbatim because I found them <laughs> hilarious. I was like, there's no joke here. This is just I funny. I did that a little bit. I, I did that a little bit too. This is like the first movie that I did that with where I was like, there's, I don't have a joke for this. I have no commentary on it. I just love it. There's nothing, I can't, I have nothing to say about it. Same thing. I did it with Motocross too, but I started watching it at like 10 p- PM and I was like, uh, gonna have to finish this tomorrow. No way I'm staying up. Up until 1230. <laughs> and I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say, Emma, that's not possible. The movie's not that long. So that I say. <laughs> The movie's a tight hour 30. How did you make it last that long? And to that I say, I reround the musical numbers. Almost (laughs) all of them. At least once. Breaking breaking free. Three times. Even Gabriella's. Oh, no, but fast forwarded through that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fast forwarded through that, but made up that time in other places. Yeah. So let's start here. I feel like... This is a cultural touchstone. I'm pretty sure everybody has seen High School Musical. If you haven't seen High School Musical, turn this podcast off and go watch High School Musical. It's available on every, anything. If you, you haven't imagine. seen High School Musical, you should really figure your shit out because you're yeah. doing something well, very well. Wrong. No, I, I think it's not unrealistic. Like, I feel like uh, some of our listeners are probably people who watched like the really old like '90s Disney Channel original movies, and by like 2006, they weren't in the game anymore. And so oh, this might I will have been a say. Little- uh, after their time. Yeah, I agree with you, and I will say, I still think you're wrong if you've never seen this movie, because it's incredible. Uh, yeah, you, sh- you should see it for the cultural knowledge alone. And it's also incredible. Sure. And yeah. the other thing I'll say is that when I was look- watching this movie and, like, Googling the years and how old they were and shit, I was like, I was way too old to be as into high school musical as I was. Way too old. And I kind of remember now, like, watching this movie again, like, with, like, kind of harsh judgment on it. I was like, yeah, I felt like I kind of had to watch this ironically. At least by the second one. Like, I pretended that I was watching it ironically. But I wasn't. Pretended. I yeah, loved pretended it. Being the I, didn't, I was pretending that I was watching it. Because I was... In the seventh, sixth, or seventh grade, when the first yeah, one you came out, yeah, you would have been thirteen. I would have been ten, I believe. Which isn't like exceedingly old, but like it's still like make out with boys grade school level. Like not seeing. I mean, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's very much a movie about high school made for kids who are not in high school. So I think you're in an okay age range. I mean, I don't know. I'm in an okay age range. I think to enjoy it. Was I in an okay age range to buy 
rhinestone jewelry <laughs> in the shape of stars and then sing Sharpay's parts and bop to the top alone in my room? Probably not. That's where I'm saying I was that into that's it. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, let's, let's also address this. Is that me and Emma are, are possibly the most different two people can be. Like, our friends know this. Our friends and family know how different we are. If there's one thing me and Emma meet on equal ground on, it is how much we love High School how Musical. How fantastic <laughs> like, this film is. Like, you wouldn't, like you wouldn't think that the, the two of us could both like this movie this much. It's, we, both we do. do. It's, we do. It's, it's, it's strange. It's a, because it's a there's weird something connection. for everyone. There's something for everyone here. <laughs> At one point, we were babysitting children that younger that were younger than us, and we did like an activity with them. Was like we're going to do like a karaoke like sing off to High School Musical. Yes. Did you perform a number to get your head in the I, game like with a basketball? I I did. We did this twice. <laughs> I think the same kids go. And this was by the time High School Musical Two came out. The first time mm-hmm. we did it, I did it to work this out for High School Musical Two. Okay, good um, one. Did you, did you dress then, as a chef? There was like spoons. I, be- I believe I did. There were spoons. There was props. Involved. And then the second time, which was at our house, I did do an attempt at get your head in the game, and I believe I broke a lamp. I'm not. Yeah, sure. I think something you like that. that. One of the basketballs you like threw it and went rogue. Because I am not athletically gifted. Neither are any of the men in this movie, by the way. Well, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, th- this was a, this swept the nation when it came out. We it swept were me. All, we, we got the fever. And I, I'm, and I think it's not an exaggeration to say it changed Disney Channel pretty much forever. There's this this, this has to be, I don't have the hard numbers on this. After. Like, I don't have the hard numbers on this, but like, was this like the highest gross? Like, this has to be the biggest Disney Channel original movie. It, it's, is it the only no. one that ever made it to theaters? Like, it went to theaters. It did go to theaters. That's, that, if you're judging it by that, technically, yes. But actually, in terms of ratings, this is the ninth highest uh, premiere of a Disney Channel original movie. High School Musical 2 is That's what I'm one, saying. Because this was a sleeper yeah. hit. Everyone thought, no one it thought was. this was going to do well. I remember the commercials for this. I mean, like, this is so dumb. Like, High School Musical? Like, I couldn't think of a better name. It's, it's so... A, it's a dumb name. It's a weird name. Well, I did read online in a fun facts post that that was like a placeholder. They were like... It was, uh, They were yeah. like the unnamed High School Musical project. And then they were like, yeah, fuck, we got to get this thing to editing. Yeah. But I like the name now. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, well, now it's iconic. Now it's like a brand. Um, but it's, it, and no, the part of the reason we know that is because it became such a big thing. Disney Channel did that thing where it did the fact version of it, where you'd watch the movie and little facts would pop up about the, what was going on in each scene. Those are embroiled and, in my mind. There was like a <laughs> fact version. There was a sing-along version. There was a dance-along version, which I'll touch on later. Because there was the bad lip reading all version. the goddamn moves to these songs. The other thing is that I was going to say, going back to like this being like a sleeper hit where you're like, High School Musical obviously killed this in the ratings. These people were unknown except for Ashley Tisdale. None yes. of these people, I Ashley Luke, Tisdale was the only like Disney talent they had because of Sweet Life Zach Cody. Lucas Graviel had wrapped Halloween Town High right before this, but like nobody knew who he was. No, um, he no, he I even said he in an still, interview he's he, working he, at Blockbuster. He was working at Blockbuster, and someone came up to him and was like, "Hey, you look like this kid in High School Halloween Town High," and he was like, "Yeah, that's me." And then he's like, "No, it's not." And he's like, "No, that that is me." And then he got High School Musical later. Yeah, no, uh, you you are right. These people were essentially unknown, which is crazy because it's freaking Zac Efron. Zac Efron is arguably one of the biggest stars in the world. Like he's <laughs> incredibly famous. Like Pretty is he much, the most yeah. talented man alive? Probably not. 
If you've seen The no. Greatest Showman, you might something else. I would. I love Zac Efron, but I mean, yes, but when you're set, when you're comparing Zac Efron to Hugh Jackman, you cannot say he's not. He is more talented than Hugh. Oh, Jackman. he's he's know. getting tapped around by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> but I love Zac Efron. Vanessa Hudgens. I mean, they. I mean, they don't technically. People don't really have to work again. I don't think. But <laughs> love Vanessa Hudgens. She's at Coachella every year, chilling the fuck out. I think she's in that dog movie that's coming out. But she can do whatever she wants. I don't care. And for my people that are just tuning in, that have been um, living in a cave for the past, I don't know, all the decades of their life. Um, this movie was uh, directed and choreographed by Kenny Ortega, who yeah. is the iconic mind behind Dirty Dancing. So that was like a big name they had attached to this, but that was mm-hmm. meant nothing to 13-year-old me. Like no, yeah, that was like I, I guess I, I remember learning who I, I remember learning who he was through these films. Yes, yes, I, I think I, I, I learned think who I was, he was through these films as well. Although I was mistaken because I I think I said in a previous episode that he only choreographed the first one and then it did so well they let him direct it. No, he directed all three of them, I believe. This was in his mind grapes and he squeezed it out. Like he, yeah, this was his yeah. passion project. And and we're all thankful he didn't have to work this hard. But he, he, did he didn't have to go this hard, but he did. He left it all on the dance floor. Um, yeah. And the court. And the court. Uh, and the scholastic decathlon room. Um, yeah, whatever that's let's called. Let's jump into this bad boy because I got a lot to say. Well, jump in's a different Corbin Blue movie. Um, uh, but let's talk about the High School Musical. As and we're gonna and we're not doing we're not doing news. There actually is a lot of news we could talk about, but it's our two year anniversary, and we know it's probably gonna be a long episode. So we're just gonna plow right on. We'll cover it next month. I Buckle promise. Buckle your okay. seatbelt, bitches. I'm so, gonna sing. I know I am, <laughs> and I will edit it out. So we open on some kind of ski lodge in. Do they say where it is? No, no. I, I'm assuming. Actually, I think it is Colorado. And then it opened on a completely fake ski lodge. It was all. I think it was oh, animated course. or like a toy <laughs> village. It was um, a painting someone made at home. Literally. It was animated. And, yeah, I don't know where they are. I think, I'm assuming Colorado. I think it is. Or Montana, one of those. And and we go to a young woman sitting on a couch reading her book. Wearing Uggs. And, 2006 and comes up, And her mother comes up and is like, Gabriella, what are you doing sitting here reading your books? Uh, it's Weird book Eve, girl. And she's like, go down to the teen party the hotel is throwing. You'll have a great time. And she takes her book and then she's like, but mom, give me the book back. And she's like, fine, daughter. And then we Weird cut daughter. to two men playing basketball and we meet possibly one of oh my the best God. characters in the film. Not Zac Efron, his father. Oh, Lucas, you have to just give me a moment. I, this is like, I know that I have a lot to say and I'm going to skip over a lot of that because nobody gives a flying you fuck. You can't skip but over Coach Bolton. My favorite character, you guys, in the history of Disney Channel original movies is Coach Bolton. This man... Speaking of people who didn't have to go this hard, he did it for he us. He goes so hard. on a completely different caliber than everyone else. Everybody else thinks they are in High School Musical. He thinks he's in Remember the Fucking Titans. He's he acting at 11. Everyone else is at a 6. He's never not screaming. He's never not screaming. Or angrily whispering. Or doing things in like a weird, like, deep voice. And so he's doing basketball. That's how I'm gonna say it. With Zac Efron. And all he's saying is just like weird sports phrases where he's like torch him you take it downtown (laughs) that is basically his dialogue for all three films and he delivers and honestly i think my passion project is i want to do an off-broadway show that's just me doing a bad coach bolton impression and because i know every single one of his lines from this movie like i realized that i had them memorized i thought i thought you were gonna say you wanted to do like a rosencrantz and guildenstern are dead 
version oh my of High God. School Musical yes, where Jeff's mom is Coach Bolton. And it's just about clearly deteriorating marriage because he doesn't give a fuck about his wife. Yeah, the, yeah we see we see the wife come in and she. I don't think she appears in any of the other movies. If she does, it's only for no, a second. No, she does think, because there's a grocery scene in the second yeah, oh, one where too, they don't yeah, help her with too, the groceries. Yes. But is it the same woman? Because she literally has one line in this film. No, I don't know. But I literally said this poor mom, she's got like a tankini evening gown on. Can you guys just, like, she's really ready to go. Like, they don't give a fuck about her. Her, Neither of them do. Coach Bolton promised his wife a beautiful ski vacation for New Year's Eve, and she got basketball 24-7 on the slopes. Uh, Because she comes in while they're at, like, the the hotel gym or whatever, and is like, it's New Year's Eve, I'm dressed, we're going out and partying and dancing. Troy, there's a teen party that they're having. teen club at the Freestyle Club. That's what it's called. The Freestyle Club. Which, I know we make fun of when Disney Channel does teen parties. Me and Emma have been at a lot of hotels where they've done stupid nonsense like that. Been like, hey, it's the teen club, guys, and it's whatever day. At least Troy was skeptical of it. He was like, teen party? (laughs) But so they, they, she makes them shower off and go to the party, and we see Troy go to his teen party, and it's like, you know, kids in party also, hats and party Also, did you notice that, favors. like, when they, like, are zooming in on kids, they're, like, all, like, there's, like, also everyone at this party besides Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens are 12, and they're oh, yeah. clearly 18, 19, and there's, all the kids are in those, like, I'm gonna do a terrible job describing this, but, like, those paper, plastic, like, top hats say, like, Happy New Year that you wear when it's New Year's. Yeah, it's a party There's one kid... Just in with a Viking. giant foam cap. No, 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 no. the giant foam cowboy. I'm getting to that Viking horns. Just wearing Viking horns, and I was like, "That's weird." Did they run out of hats? And then when Vanessa Hudgens walks in, there's a man in a giant foam cowboy hat yep. who goes, "Howdy." Yeah, the Turd Ferguson, they call him. He walks in and just kind of walks around, and he doesn't look very interested with what's going on. Gabrielle comes in and sits down and starts reading her book, because she's a nerd, guys. Oh, I, guys, I'm going to say and, this right now, and I hope I get hate for this. I hate Gabriella. She sucks. She infuriates me, and she gets better, but in this movie, I cannot stand yeah, her. We could, yeah, we can talk about this here. I mean, okay, I don't hate Gabriella. She's definitely the weaker of the two, and Vanessa Ann Hudgens clearly has not come into herself as an actress. And you are right, she will be uh, she much She still better. hasn't come into herself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Uh, and she's much better in High School Musical 2. But I just think for this one... They were like, they really try and hit you over the head that she's like a super genius and like really smart and like shy. And it just, those traits don't combine well into a likable character. I'm not likable, but like a dynamic leading lady. I mean, my point here is number one, she is stunningly beautiful, gorgeous. Everything about her, stunning. And she's like 18. She's so pretty. Um, but the other thing is like, this would never fly in 2018. Like, as, like, her being the female lead of this movie. Like, in we've watched modern DCOMs, and, like, in all the modern ones, like, the women kind of have to be the masters of their own domain, and she is just, like, so incredibly passive. Like, it's she's just not really well-written in this movie. It's not her. Yeah, I... No, I... I, well, I, I it's a little bit her. Her acting's not great, but... I mean, it doesn't it, really get better, Luke. It's not gonna no. be better in this dog movie. It's coming out in two weeks. But I'm saying... I, I think, like, I do agree with you. You are right. She is kind of, like affected more by other characters than having her own agency. Yes. I get what you're saying. But yes, I, I do I do agree with your assessment of Gabrielle. I wouldn't say she sucks, but she's not as strong as she could be. But uh, no one cares about her because Troy Bolton is the king we all need. Uh, and so then they're doing like this karaoke thing in the middle of the room and like the MC of the party comes up and he's like, alright, so who's singing next? Because apparently this is a karaoke where they choose from the audience. You don't say, hey, I'd like to sing this song. It is a karaoke Russian roulette. You are not. Yeah. <laughs> you do not opt Something in. Something like that. 
Also, pray for this poor Freestyle Club's 25-year-old MC. That man is so much older than everyone else. That is true, but also he's the hero of the franchise, because if not for him, Emma, we would not have a, a story. We would not he, have high school. He's a soothsayer. He's a he fortune is. teller. Like, he's actually a hundred-year-old forest witch that is he's, transformed. <laughs> he's like fate. He needs, he's like, these two teenagers <laughs> must be pushed to get pushed together. He's fate personified. It's like uh, that ter- collateral beauty. He's like an emotion person. Uh, oh no one's going to get a collateral <laughs> beauty reference, Emma. And so uh, the, the light, they send spotlights down. One lands on Troy, one lands on Gabrielle, and they're just both like, no, I don't want to do this. But they get shoved on stage anyway. And, and then Zach Efron just looks at like the prompter and just starts to sing the song. And this is our first musical a number. A song no one's it's, ever heard before. This yeah, this like original, completely original song called The Start of Something New. It is an uh, unmitigated bop. Yo, oh, obviously. And, Did yeah, I rewind this? Say, yes. We should say we should say this. I think pretty much every song, with the exception of Gabriella's, goes the hell off. Oh in yeah, this film. I would say the same thing. I agree a hundred percent. There is not a flop among them except the Gabriella one. Whoever. Yeah. Wrote that yeah, one, phoned that, it the fuck in that day. <laughs> but so they start singing the song, and it's, you know, all about start of something new, because, you know, they're just meeting for the first time. And, like, they win the crowd. Oh, not that they were against them, but the crowd's, like, not really paying attention at the beginning. And then, like, they start doing such a good job that they bring the whole crowd in. And let's, t- we can talk about this right now. Wait, let's talk about this right now. Is the fact that it's not his voice. It's Zach Efron's voice mixed with Drew Seeley, who's a different performer. And, ne- and now that I'm an adult, it's really obvious really he's not obvious. actually singing. It's, like, painfully obvious. Especially in this scene, because he's opening his mouth, like, so wide to, like, over-enunciate all the words. I also noticed that. I was, like, it, I was like, it's off its hinges. Like, he's yeah. going to eat this person, like, the it clown. Like, he, his mouth is so, he's really, like, overselling it in a way where it's, like, you yeah. can tell he's lip-syncing. But I also did read facts that it's because they cast him too late, and all the songs were written for someone who was a tenor, and Zac Efron's a baritone, so it doesn't mean that he can't sing everyone. Oh, no, he does He does a great job come High School Musical 2 and 3. And but it's also, honestly, Drew Seeley can never got this part, because Drew Seeley looked 45 when he was 22. He looks old, yeah. He's mm-hmm. weathered as a bag. So, <laughs> all right, come on. <laughs> so we had to get a little young Zacky in there, but right. you can really tell that this is not his voice. Yeah, and it's honestly a little jarring, like, if you watch, like, Bet On It or anything from High School Musical 2, like, how It's a totally different, different voice. voice. <laughs> totally different. And, I mean, I guess you could explain it away with puberty. I don't know. But it's just very jarring like, upon rewatch. Um, So they do this number. Everyone's on their feet cheering. And then they, like... He also rips off that jacket like this is Magic oh, Michael. Yeah. Like, he's stripping on stage. She's still, like, bit. very uncomfortable. He's, like, whipping his jacket into the crowd, like, dancing up on her. I was like, well, yeah. girl, run. Like, his mouth <laughs> is too wide. Right. <laughs> uh, but like yeah so they start like looking in each other's eyes kind of being like hey we're flirty singing now and then they could they this be the start of something new <laughs> exactly they eventually stop looking away from the teleprompter at all they are totally freewheeling this they look at it for two lines and then they are in um but so yeah they do the song everyone cheers and then they go out onto like the balcony of this ski lodge talking saying oh my gosh you did so great like i like you're such a great singer and she's like oh you know i just do church choir i got a solo once and i totally clamped up but you're great he's like oh yeah my shower head's very impressed i also thought i wrote like, church choir she's such a loser I, I, wow, you guys I, are gonna see me have a vent anything she says luke it doesn't matter what it is she could cure cancer i still hate her she's so boring i <laughs> 
<laughs> she infuriates well, there, me. There, there's a reason that when they did the bad lip reading version of High School Musical on like Disney Channel, that they made that plot line where she's secretly a robot, like yes. a girl, a robot designed to be a girl. <laughs> yes, that's like what that. she is. Um, and like, first of all, the world's fakest snow is falling on. Oh, them. it's very, it's clear. It's it is Dish construction soap. paper. <laughs> There's soap construction paper. It's very fake. And so then they just talk, and then he's like, the fireworks start going off, and they kind of have that moment, it's like, it's New Year's Eve at midnight, should we kiss even though we just met? And then he's like, oh. I didn't even pick like, up on that, were they going to kiss? They were, I felt like they, they, they were five they were, feet they, away they, from each other. They were giving a good look at each other, being like, mm, mm, mm. Um, and then she's like, I better go find my mom, wish her happy New Year's and everything. And he's like, yeah, I better do that too with, uh, you know, my mom, not yours. And they exchange numbers, and they do that thing, which I've never seen actually done, when when you're trading numbers with people, you take, take a, a picture, picture of, of them. <laughs> like, I've ne- no, take a picture of yourself while you're putting your number in their phone. Oh. Like, I've never seen I thought I've he never snapped seen... a picture of her, and he she snapped a picture of him. I don't think no, they took thought, selfies. No, I thought they ch- exchanged phones. The selfie phones. wasn't even, like, a thing in 2006. No, I thought they changed phones. Maybe they did. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't so, know. I've seen it both I've seen it both ways, but I've never seen Any it. Any way you shake thing. it, they whip out those flips, baby, because no, they're No, he has a flip, and she has a Blackberry, because she's smart, and she needs What is with the array of cell phones? Sharpay has a sidekick. Yeah, we'll talk about her in a second. <laughs> but so we oh, then it, we pan to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I feel like a lot of people forget that these movies take place in Albuquerque. I don't. I don't. And you know what I said? I said thank you for telling us where the fuck we are in <laughs> Texas. So that's so true. They finally told us where we finally, are. Almost. Finally, I'm vindicated. I literally like I was watching this and I was like, yes. You don't even only have to guess. And they don't even have to miss a line. It is spelled out for you. The thing is, too, is they don't have to. It's no! not related to anything. It's East more in the second movie. could be anywhere. I mean, it's in our hearts. It was uh, also filmed like, in Salt Lake City. Not even yeah. in New Mexico. Well, it gets it gets more New Mexico in the second movie when they're, like, you know, on rock formations and talking about going to Albuquerque University or whatever. Was that um, a real college? No, it's not. They made that. No, I, I don't think so. I don't remember. But so, yeah, we open on, we pan up East High, the, one of the most iconic schools ever committed to film. This, this school, school is a real school. And it it's a real a school. It's a fucking massive high school. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, the only high school in Salt Lake because it's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is there just one high school in Utah? I'm going to offend so many people in Utah if there's one person in Utah listening to this. Is there just, like, one high school in all of Utah and you guys, like, commute for, like, hours to it? Because it is massively huge. Correct. And as we're panning over it, we they play the wild cats, say it loud. Yeah, we really got it going, going on. on. And you, wild cats everywhere. Raise your hands up in the air. And you just can't resist shaking your body to that Oh, kind of you always got to move it. And I will yeah. say, though, about this school, something I noticed at this, this watch that I didn't really make fun of in my younger days. This school is in a constant state of pep rally. Mm-hmm. When I was watching us now, I was like, okay, so Definitely. he says he gets off the bus, he's at East High. Chad Danforth, um, our man. We'll, 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 we'll get to Chad Danforth. He comes up and we'll he's like, the that. championship game. We're getting to him now, Luke. He's here. The, the scene we're in, uh, he's well, showing. Well, first no, person what I'm saying, I'm saying, saying Troy Bolton comes off the bus and like, yeah, you're then right. Then Chad they're, like, Danforth mid, comes up. They're, they're, so comes I'm up, right in the right place. They're Fuck in off. Mid, I know, but I'm saying they're in mid pep rally. I thought you were saying before he even steps off the bus. They are like, people are always moving around. Like cheerleaders are always in uniform. But the point is this, that Chad's always like, oh, championship game in two weeks. And I was like, I forgot the plot. I was like, there's going to be some lead-up games to that championship game. No. No. No, 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 no. They don't even give him a chance to fuck up. Like, while, you know, singing. Like, there was only one game. And for those two weeks leading up to that one game, they are in constant pep rally. Whether it be the lunchroom, the hallways, 
constant state of pep rally. There At is one, point, one. There is like kids running through a hallway wearing wigs and like carrying a vuvuzela. Like there. Well, no, I, I think state. that's. The, I think that is the official pep rally. There is one like real when? pep rally. When? Like, right, right when the freaking Gabrielle gets her heart broken and Troy goes out. But that was impromptu. Like, that was literally impromptu. They no, just I thought I it. thought that was. I got the vibe that that was an official pep rally. That I was school sponsored. Well, um, if the principal didn't announce it, it wasn't official. But continuing on, Chad Danforth comes to meet Troy Bolton as he's getting off the bus after his Christmas break. And I'm going to say something here that the director was giving weird notes because nobody touches their friend. As much as Chad touches Troy. Did you notice this? His no. hands are either on a basketball or on Troy's physical body. Chad also has the strangest fashion sense, and I love it so, so much. And I know I'm not the one to bring up fashion, but the man wears three watches and strange graphic tees. And I just, I love Corbin Blue. And I don't like know what it is. I have a soft spot those graphic tees. He, th- I mean, that was very 2006. Like, that was, right, like, right. Aged, that aged poorly, but, like, that was, like, a thing. I've always just had a very deep appreciation for Corbin Blue, and this is where, this film is where it began. He is a hell of a dancer. He oh, buffs yeah. out some shit here that is truly incredible. And he's Which is not funny, that actor. Because he, he also has a song in the second movie about he, how he does not dance explicitly. He's the best dancer out of everyone. <laughs> and also, uh, he's not a bad, he's a good actor, like, some of the, most of the times when I genuinely laugh, it's him talking. He's really mm-hmm. funny. He is, yes. Um, but so they, they go into the school and we meet possibly the most iconic character of the whole franchise. <laughs> I said the true protagonist of this film. So iconic, she got her own spinoff movie, Miss Sharpay Evans and her brother Ryan to a lesser extent. I, guys, when I tell you, this should come as a surprise to no one. As she was the role model for little weird, dramatic, loner girls everywhere, I loved Sharpay. The Everybody fact that loves any, Sharpay. Like, that's okay. This is my question. Like, listeners, write in. Tell me. Email us. Tweet me. Were there Gabriella girls? Were there girls out there who were, like, stanning Gabriella? Because Sharpay is the clear female protagonist of this movie. Like, I stand Sharpay so hard and everyone else I that that liked it that I knew did too like nobody was like team Gabriella like who was here's, that here here's the thing here's what I'm gonna say about Sharpay first of all I think she is probably the most one of the most iconic characters of any Disney Channel original movie is Sharpay goddamn Evans a hundred percent but let's put some respect on Ryan Evans's name because Lucas Graviel is also acting circles around everyone else in this fucking I, movie I'll get to I'll get to Lucas Graviel in a second my thing with Sharpay in this movie is that she is not in it nearly enough nowhere near if you were, if you, if you really watch it, Ryan also, I love, freaking love Ryan, freaking love Lucas Grabeel. He's great in this movie, but he does not have barely any lines, especially in these opening scenes. It's no, all her. Near and, enough. And I, think they, and I think they realized what a popular character she was, because the second one is her time to shine. Oh. She's in the second one so much. That's why the second one's my favorite. I, it's so good. They are, I truly, I call this out later, I think, in the movie when they're, they do, a, like, a number, but, like, they deserved Oscars for these roles. They are incredible. They are incredible to, together. They're hilarious they are. playing off of each other. They mm-hmm. are genuinely, like, like, these Disney Channel original movies, and, like, I'm not just saying this because it's High School Musical, guys, like, I, like, maybe once... In a, in a movie, I will actually laugh. You probably laugh more than I do, Luke, but like, I'll be like, ha ha ha, that's, like, I'll actually laugh out loud, that's funny. This movie, I laughed multiple times. I've also seen this movie hundreds of times, and I still cracked up, and it's usually a Sharpay and Ryan, cause they're so fucking funny. They're hilarious. I, at multiple points throughout this film, there were times where I'm like, oh, we're focusing on Troy and Gabrielle again? Can't we see more of Sharpay and Ryan? Because they are the best And also, characters. there's whoever, I don't know who wrote the 
book for this, but like their lines are funny. Like the the mm-hmm. lines they wrote for them are hilarious. They, they are. obviously elevate them to the next level. It's a, it's very much Ashley Tisdale freaking slaying on the screen. As she's well. serving a masterclass in this film. Yeah, let's just say that. Right, and so they walk in, you know, all strutting fancy. She's Chad's typing like, on a sidekick, as one yeah. does. Chad's like, oh, you know how she spent her winter break shopping for more mirrors? Sick burn, Sick burn. I literally also wrote sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> sick um, burn, Chad. Um, and so then we cut to Gabrielle being shown around the halls by the principal with her mom. And she's like, listen, Gabrielle, I promise you, this is the last new school you have to go to. You're graduating here. I promise. She's like, but I don't want to be like the, you know, the freaky, super genius girl at this school again. Then blend in, bitch. Like she, I'm sorry, I'll get to this later. But like, she's like, I don't want to be the freaky genius girl. I'm like, you are the master of your own domain, homie. You are pigeonholing yourself as that. And it will show itself later. Continue. Do you, do you also feel like this is a slight sidebar? Do you feel like the fact that she's like a genius kind of gets buried in the other two movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we never talk about it again. I think maybe they talk about it in three because, you know, she's like... She goes to, like, Stanford. Yeah, she goes to some start school. But, like, so much of her character in this first one is, like, how smart she is. That does not come up, like, at She's all a lifeguard in the and second they, one. And, she gets yeah, a bob and, and a, a lifeguard. We never talk about it again. No. Um, so she goes into class and... We meet another, the other hugely iconic character. I feel like like every, all, nearly every character in this film is iconic. Who is Mrs. Darbus? Who, who is, is there for all intents and purposes doing a Mrs. Doubtfire impression? A little bit. Did they tell her to do a Mrs. Doubtfire impression because that's what she's doing? Minus a Scottish accent. Well, yeah, but she's also not doing it so like nasally. She's not like hello. Yeah, she's like welcome everyone to the drama club and like just very boisterous and. But she's so freaking good. Oh, Again, oh. she it's so, she's so freaking I hilarious. I want a Rosencrantz so and Gildersen movie about her, and that is what I and, and And Coach Bolton, about yes. their rivalry, because they are on the outs constantly. I would pay to see Since that. they both started at the school, they said, there's this has been going back a while, and we just got in, like, yeah. halfway. Like, I want to know how this history. started. We need history. But so everyone's, like, taking their seat in the, this is supposed to be homeroom. I don't know why homeroom is in the beginning of school. I don't but, know. But, Okay. Um, Do you also hear so, Zach Efron's pink jelly ad lib? Yes! Yes. So, Gabrielle walks into the class, hands her a thing, and, like, goes to sit down, and Troy sees her, and is like, wait, is that Gabrielle? But he's talking to a guy, and he's like, yeah, man, all I could remember was, like, pink jelly. Like, the, like what the Well, Kenny Ortega used to just kind of let them, he, like, he was famous for just, like, letting the camera roll, like, too long. And would just, like, tell them to, like, make up words if it was, like, talking to someone. So him and Chad used to do weird things. You can see more in two. And, like, like he was clearly just, like, talking nonsense to that Jason kid. But I also didn't realize that he sees Gabriella here. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, he, like, sees her a bit. And he's like, is that Gabriella? And so Darbus starts class and starts making announcements about, you know, drama club and, like, the Scholastic Decathlon and all these other activities. And Troy decides to test it. He pulls his phone out and calls her phone and it starts ringing. But and my point was, what was his fucking plan here? Was she going to pick up his call in homeroom and be like, hey, what's up? No, well, he was going to see if it rang, because if it rang... But now we all have detention. Well, yeah, no, that's the bad part of the plan. But yeah, because Darbus immediately goes on the warpath. He's like, ah, the cell phone, the worst thing that could ever possibly exist ever. And like, Sharpay and Ryan pull out their phones, because they're like, oh, is it ours ring? And they're like, oh, Sharpay Also, Sharpay's sidekick is fully rhinestone, like everything Sharpay owns. 
everything. She's like, okay, put your phones in this bucket. And I realized on this watch through, the bucket says solitary confinement. No, it doesn't. It does. It says solitary ah! confinement. And I want whoever made that prop to be paid $10,000. They should have gotten a fucking raise. are fantastic. Never noticed and that. So Gabriella and, or so uh, Sharpay and Ryan put their phones in. And they're like, oh, I can't believe you have the tension. And then uh, Gabrielle puts hers in. She goes and gets Troy's focus. He has his phone phone out. And then Chad's like, oh, Miss Darvis, but you can't give detention. We have basketball practice after class. And then she's like, well, now you have 15 minutes of detention for speaking out against me. And and then, oh, also, do we skip? No, this is where we meet Taylor, right? This is Taylor. Yeah, she's Taylor. in the homeroom. Yeah. yeah. Then we meet uh, Taylor McKessie, who's uh, the other requisite smart girl. And she's like, oh, I don't think Chad knows how to count to 15. And then Darvis is like, guess what? You got 15 too, bitch. All right. Anyone else want to try me? Huh? Huh? I didn't think so. And then the bell rings. It's the shortest homeroom in the history of the world. And so uh, Troy catches Gabriella coming out of the classroom. He's like, oh my gosh. Hey, this is crazy. I can't believe you go here now. And she's like, yeah, my mom moved. That's awesome. And he's like, oh, well, dude, like, let me show you around to East High a little bit. And like, walks her down and they see the sign-up sheet for the uh, winter musicale. As Darvis always says. I didn't also realize how I was a full-blown adult, which, like, maybe I can enlighten you guys here if there's any people that are still in the dark. I didn't realize until I was a full-blown adult, like, after this movie had come out and I was, like, reading something about it, that the musicale's name is Twinkletown. Twinkletown, yes. I thought when she was saying Twinkletown musicale, she was just using Twinkletown as an adjective for the musicale. I didn't realize that was actually the title of the show that Kelsey had written. Right. But yes. it is. Because this, this is also another fun fact, and I, I was going to get into this in the detention scene, but we can do it now, is the fact that this musical that they're auditioning for, the staff consciously made the decision to not have it make any sense. There's a camel. There's and a, a camel. Oh, there's a moon and, and a, a tree. Moon. And there's also a, a number done in Spanish when Brian and Sharpay are on a ladder. Like, what? what is the plot? It makes no sense. No, and they just specifically said, like, you're never going to see it, so let's just have fun and throw a bunch of weird stuff at it. So I don't know how Twinkletown relates to any of that. But so they're talking, and so they see the auditions page, and then he's like, oh, you could go out for that. You know, you're such a great singer. And she's like, well, I don't really want to join any clubs yet because, you know, I'm still getting the hang of the school. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. And she's like, well, you could sign up. You know, you're great at singing. And he's like, oh, no, I've got too much basketball stuff. Basketball, <laughs> basketball, basketball. And then Sharpay Evans emerges from the shadows From the somehow, ether, like Beetlejuice. From the ether. And, and she's like, oh, hey, Troy, you looking at the auditions? Uh, fabulous. I don't know what she says. But then she, like, takes the pen and, and signs. over all the lines where you could sign up, she signs her autograph. Yeah. For Also, it's for Pear's auditions and only signs herself up. She doesn't sign Ryan up. You can try and Gabrielle, like, talk about it and then she's like okay i'm gonna leave and then sharpay's like so troy uh are you gonna see me in the musicale and he's like yeah I, I, well and he's like when's the big game and he's like two weeks she's like oh well once it's done you'll have to see me in the musicale and he's like yep cool bye he very clearly doesn't like her and like she, she kind of has a thing for him at this point i don't even she, know that's more the plot of the second movie that yeah. he she's trying to like steal him but like she kind of wants like you kind of get the vibe that she's trying to, like, power couple with him, but yeah, it's not explicitly Yeah, because she's stated. powerful and he's powerful and Gabrielle's a whiny mop. Like, come on. And so Gabrielle goes off and then he goes off and we cut to the gym, I guess, during free period or lunch or whatever. I want you guys to know that I physically cranked up the volume. Like, I was oh, like, course. oh, here we go, baby. We're in the gym. Like, cranked up the volume. And he and Chad are talking about doing the musical and Chad's like, please, don't do the musical's dumb and lame. No They're one does also the musical. stretching here, like, pulling their arms over their heads. Yeah. I remember both Zac Efron and Chad's armpit hair being really jarring to me at 13. 
<laughs> Chad, Chad has freaking out of control armpit it's hair. It's really, it's way more than it's, it's a, like a lot, like really like adult man lot. armpit hair. And I was like 13 and like I had a crush on like the cute boys in high school musical. And then I remember being like, oh my God, <laughs> is that what boys look like? No, thank you. Because <laughs> they're like 18, 19. I was like 13. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, no, the musical's dumb. Like, even considering trying that is stupid. And he's like, yeah, you know, thought it'd be funny. And he's like, whatever, man. We gotta focus. And then Zach says, all right, Wildcats, group up. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get our head in the game. (laughs) This is probably, like... I, like, oh my gosh, this musical number. So, I can't even. A few things about this from on watching it. It's amazing. It's the yeah. choreography. This is the, all of the songs are like bangers. And like, I truly think the most iconic song from this is probably Breaking Free. I think an argument could be made for all of this together. The big Gene Sim, gem scene. But yes, but I don't know if this is the most iconic, this is the most iconic choreography. The dancing yes, definitely. Here 100%. is incredible. Definitely. The basketball play. The, it's just, it's a feast for the eyes. Also, everyone's making 0% of these shots. Like, they're just cutting the same shot of the ball going in the... (laughs) Definitely. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is, uh, an incredibly visual and magical musical number. And guys, watch High School Musical. Um, so, they do this number. It has pretty much nothing to do with plot. It's just, you know, Troy's... I did uh, say why. Yeah, he, he, he wants to so get his head wrong, in the game, but he's torn. But his heart's in the song. I did write down why was there no coach in this practice? They can't shake Coach Bolton off their dicks later on. Like he's everywhere. I don't know. This is the one practice this man is not at. Something I think we should point out too is that this was really the first like Disney Channel musical musical where like like the Disney Channel musicals in the past did like you know all right guys let's sing this song and like they you know they'd have musical numbers this is the first one where it's like a stage musical where they're just like all right we're gonna be talking and now we're singing and like dancing and it's just like cheetah girls part was of the first story. though but i guess what you're saying is that most of the cheetah, yeah, but the cheetah songs girls were perform. written into their performance like it was performances. right they perform yeah yeah and after this this is pretty much the way they do it from now on i think like camp rock doesn't do it like this but like you know teen beach movie and zombies they all follow a similar thing kenny ortega deserves some sort of award for this because it is Really insanely good. Definitely. And then we cut to Gabrielle in class taking notes, and Sharpay's like trying to probe her for information. She's like, So, you seem like you know Troy. And she's like, Well, no, we met on vacation. I don't know him that well. And she's like, Oh, well, you know, uh, he's pretty much like the biggest deal around here, so he doesn't have time, like, for smart For your girls bitch ass. Whatever <laughs> she says. And then, like, the Gabrielle, like, corrects the teacher okay, or something she writes. That's yeah. what I have to say. <laughs> this is where I was leading up to with the original scene. I don't want to be the Frankie and Jamie's girl again. Well, then how about you don't correct the teacher who's nine months pregnant on your first fucking day? How about you get off her back, okay? She's got a lot going on. To her credit, she says, oh, like to herself. She says, oh, that looks, that should be 16 over pie. Keep your mouth shut. And then the teacher hears that. It's like, what did you say? And she's like, oh, nothing. I mean, and like, then is like. No. If you uh, do not want me to be the freaking junior girl, then you shut your goddamn pie hole. Also, that teacher is so goddamn pregnant. Leave her she's alone. She's very pregnant. Her hormones are everywhere. She doesn't know what pie is. Let her live. Oh, I hate Gabriella. And then like, Sharpay does this like dramatic, like, <gasps> gasp face when she corrects the teacher. And it's like, oh my gosh. But so she decides we need to find out more dirt on this Gabriella thing, on this Gabriella girl. You know, we need to do is we need to search the internet so they go to a website called search the internet and uh, they type (laughs) (laughs) and so they type in gabriella montez and they find all those articles 
She's what? with Ryan at this point. You didn't talk that you said just start saying we. Ryan is now here. He was, I also wrote down that Lucas Grabio was born to play this role. This was the role Absolutely, he was born yeah. to play. In this scene, he's wearing a white, like, zip-up uh, sweater. And then, like, a white leather cap with, like, tan stripes on the side. He looks like a 1990s music producer that's about to, like, take advantage of a talented ingenue. Yes. Played by he, J-Lo. He, like, no, <laughs> yeah, Emma, he looks like the music producer from Pixel Perfect. The guy yes. dressed just like that. Or the music producer from Cheetah Girls, J- uh, Jackal yeah. Jackson. He looks like a shady music producer. And so they find all these old articles from her old schools about how smart she is and like all these awards she won. And you know, she's like a, I think he calls her an Einsteinette or something like that. Um, and <laughs> so she's so good. He's so good. Well, something, well, something that this doesn't come up till later. Something that's weird is they kind of play up Ryan being kind of dumb in this movie. And he's, and the next two movies, he's, he's super not. I yeah. think they like, I think they realized they wanted to do more with the character, and so they kind of threw that aside. But he's kind of meant to be a little dumb in this movie. You don't see as much till later, but like, it's weird. He I, is, I, I, I do, I, well, I do think he'll be written up as the, I'm about to get so deep with this movie, guys. Everything has layers. This is literally the Da Vinci Code, but it did, I, I think that it's more, less him about him being dumb and kind of him being like more of like a, a mindless, like, follower of Sharpay in the beginning, but then he, like, gets, sure. finds his own voice by the end. I think we're supposed to believe he gets his agency. Well, there is a part where he struggles to read something. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And so, okay. I forgot so, about that. So she prints these off, and she's like, well, we need to make sure that Gabrielle gets into the social groups that she's best suited for. After all... She loves pie, which doesn't make any sense because Ryan wasn't in the classroom no, when she that said was the thing Sharpay's about pie. Doing it for that herself. That's she's Sharpay only does it for herself. Performing for I, I could imagine that too. That she just says things to seem dramatic, like cool and dramatic. It's not out Sharpay of character. Is, it, was, it didn't take no, me yeah, out of the a, movie for a second. That's what I'm saying. Um, but so. Uh, then we cut to detention, Darba style, as the Chiron tells us. Whoever wrote the Chiron is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely the same guy that did the bucket. He had two jobs, bucket <laughs> and Chiron. <laughs> um, and so they're like, you know, painting sets and doing stuff. And there's and a man who went on a camel that drops <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's not on a camel. He's in a camel suit. So ah. his, like, head, his head goes through the hump and his legs like move the camel. Um, and then Taylor comes up to Gabrielle and is like, oh my gosh, the answer is yes, of course you can join the decathlon team. And she's like, what? She's like, well, didn't you put all these articles about how smart you are in my locker? And she's like, no, why would I do that? Which Everyone also said you were an question. insufferable asshole in class today. So they were like, we assumed. Right. Well, well no, not, not only that, just the fact that it's like, hey, the way to ask to get on a team is not to shove articles being like, hey, check out how smart I am. It's like, not? <laughs> I, I guess. And then she's like, listen, I don't want to join any clubs. I'm just trying to get a feel for this school, all right? And she's like, oh, okay. And Sharpay comes up and is like, well, what a better way to, like, get cut up on the curriculum by hanging out with the smart kids. Sharpay looks truly manic here. Like, she's just jumping in to people's conversations unprompted. And, and whatever, and Monique Coleman does a good reaction shot where she's like, what the fuck? Like, I like how they did do, like, good reactions. Like, this person's clearly never spoken to me before in my life. Like, same when, like, yeah. when uh, Chad comes and talks to Monique Coleman. And she's like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Monique Coleman, and there's, a, there's a lot of characters in this film that I feel like don't get the respect they deserve. Taylor is one of them, because she's a very small character, but her actress is giving it so much. She's really good. That, like, you, you can't not notice her. And, okay, so then they have that conversation, and... We, this is, it's, we don't need to get personal for a second, because this, <gasps> this we, is are my favorite get, line we, we are about to get, we are about to get to our favorite line, possibly ever in a Disney Channel original movie. So, I will let you say it, Emma. 
So this was our favorite joke to make. We would say it to each other all the time, apropos of nothing. It was an inside joke between us. There's one thing that we still say to each other, and it is these lines right it here. They're delivered by... Coach Bolton. It cuts to basketball practice. He says to the, to the team at the practice, where's Troy and Chad? Come on, I'm not going to ask again. Where's Troy and Chad? And then they're like, they're in detention. And he throws his clipboard at the assistant coach and walks... <laughs> Walks in to the auditorium. Zach Efron is sexily lounging <laughs> on the street. He kind of, he is, he's doing, he is he's doing the arm under the head. Like yeah. Aphrodite in an ancient Greek painting. Like, like head in his hands, dangling a leaf and tickling Corbin Blue's Corbin nose. Corbin Blue's nose. Who's asleep and in the troll of the tree. <laughs> coach Bolton storms in furious and he looks to Miss Darbus and says... And he goes, where's my team, Darbus? This is not the line. And what the heck are those two doing in a doing tree? Doing in a tree! <laughs> I can't explain I why that is so laugh. funny to what us. What the heck are those two doing in a tree? Why it's what so are they doing in a tree? But it's the best line ever, and I love it it's so, so much. It's just so overacted. Also, like, is what is he on? I truly, like, almost started crying when I heard him say, Where's George? <laughs> like, like, no one else is yelling. No one else's voice is elevated. And this man, as we said, is at a fucking 11 at all times. It's fantastic. And so he takes Darvis to the principal saying she can't take the team away in front of the game. And she's like, please, you know, if this was my theater kids, you wouldn't even ask for special treatment. Whatever. It's kind of not important. But, like, they have, like, a rivalry between the two. Uh, so, yeah, he gets them out of detention. They go to practice. And he's the coach Bolton is giving, like, a speech to them being like, the team against the Knights is the biggest game, the championship game. Like, you guys need to be in perfect sync. You need to be a perfect team uh, you, in order to pull this off. And then Chad Danforth steps forward and says the immortal chant, What team? Wildcats! What team? Wildcats! Wildcats! Get your head in the game! Which, uh, it's magical. I have more school spirit for this fictional high school than I've had for any school I've ever attended. Emma, let me ask you this. You went to Northwestern, whose yes. team is the Wildcats. How much How much did High School Musical affect that decision? Um, a lot. <laughs> and I also was a cheerleader in college, and I tried to get us to integrate these chants, the, what the dances, to every, as like, every second I could, and, like, I was denied at every turn, and I don't understand why, because it's a perfect Copyright. opportunity. I don't know. I think we should have used it. Who the fuck cares? Like, they're gonna come after my tiny school. Um, uh, sure. Um, and then it cuts to Taylor and Gabriella talking outside the school, the tension's over, um, and being like, hey, listen... You should stay away from Trey Bolton. He's, you know, the... She, like, leans into the cheerleaders nearby and is like, the hottie super bomb or something like that. She's like, I like, speak cheerleader. But so she's like... And he, she's like, listen, like, I I like Troy. He's, I got to know him a little bit better. I think he's more than what he appears. And she's like, whatever. But I just want you to know that if you go to the school and you like Troy Bolton, you're one of, like, the cheerleaders and you need to sit with them and talk about their nail beds. And she's like, my nail beds are toast. And she's like, oh, sisters. my two sisters. That's a weird thing that happened. Um, and then we cut to the Bolton house, which, okay, there's going to be brought up a couple points in future films that they have some monetary problems. Like, yeah. he oh can't, my he can't, God. he can't, oh he needs it. Like, it's he, brought up in this scene. <laughs> it's brought up in this scene. Because he needs a scholarship. He needs a new car. He needs all these things. Lucas, Your house is a goddamn mansion. It's a mansion. It's a Vanderbilt fucking mansion. There's pillars and shit. Like, it's ginormous and as they're 
in front of this house or in back of it playing basketball. He's like, you know how much college scholarships go for? Like, and you can see the house in the background. I'm like, do you need a scholarship, sir? It's not a house. It's an estate. It's like ridiculous. I never, it's that's got a, how you it's know got we're getting old because court, I never noticed that as a kid. I never, I never yeah. even dawned on me as a kid that their house was fucking massive and they have all these money it problems. Is. Like it never even occurred to me. It was the first thing I saw in this scene. I was like, are you kidding me? I don't remember exactly how prevalent the whole money problems thing is, but it definitely comes up that they sometimes are in financial straits. So no, it's brought up a lot. Like they cannot pay for college. Even the third movie has like him getting a scholarship somewhere is a big deal. It's even a bigger deal than it is now. He needs that summer job. Like he can't lose it. Like that is like the money tightness is a very real thing in the Bolton household. Maybe they changed the house for the second one, but here it is truly in a state. Like it's massive. It's gigantic. And so he's talking to his dad just being like, hey, like, would it be cool if I, you know, tried something different? And the dad's like, no. Well, and he says, like, well, what if my friends make fun of me for wanting to do something new? And he's like, well, I guess they're not really your friends. And I thought that was going to be a message that, like, gets picked up a little bit later. And it kind of does. But, like, the friends still do kind of, like, a crappy thing. And he never really calls them out for it. They just kind of feel bad. Yeah. Uh, They come come around a pro of nothing. Like, this is kind of skipping ahead. But, like, he never yells at them. Did you say a pro? Apropos, what is the name? Apropos. Apropos. <laughs> really fucked that up. Um, apropos yeah. of nothing. They come full circle. He doesn't yell at them. They don't really, they, we don't see them really have a come to Jesus moment. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we feel bad now. Like, I, I would have preferred a scene of him being like, why would you do this? Like, I can't believe my friends would, like, hate me so much for wanting to do this thing I like. So then we cut back to school. Auditions are today. Uh, there's a singles and pairs, which I didn't, wasn't aware that that's how auditions worked. They weren't and in our high school, that's not how Like, like, yeah, like, well, no, not, not just for high school, like, I, I don't think you need to, like, have a partner to audition. I think they audition men and women for men and women's roles, and they give the, the, the leads to the, whoever's the best. I don't think you need to know each other pre-existingly no. and audition together. Or it's be born strange. together like Sharpie Fry. I don't know if we mentioned that. They're, they're twins, by the way. So they're yes. the same age. Uh, so she's like, yeah, so auditions are today during free period. And like, they leave homeroom because again, it's at the beginning of the day for some reason. And uh, Chad's like, oh, we're all going to go practice during free period, obviously, because we're never not doing basketball. What drills do you want us to run? He's like, oh, I can't come. I got to catch up on some homework. And he's like, that's the dumb excuse to the second day back from winter break. And he like, he's like, yeah, I'll see you later, man. And like, we have this like prolonged kind of chase scene where he like loses Chad, almost runs into his dad, but he sneaks into the uh, musical theater, like this auditorium or whatever. This is where I really see that how massive the school is, though. He's, like, running on an yeah. outside ground area, then he ends up mm-hmm. in a shop, and I was like, this thing is sprawl. It's a campus. And, uh, so he sneaks in, like, hiding behind a jander cart to, like, watch auditions, and then we meet another one of my, uh, underrated characters, who is Kelsey, who, I, I, I didn't pick up on this until this watch, uh, she wrote this entire musical. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She, she's a very talented girl. What like, high school composes the their own musical? I don't know. Someone who doesn't want to pay for Do licensing, grief, I guess. Do like everybody else. And yeah, Sidarvis so is giving this, like, opening thing where it's like, oh, auditions, you know, the theater, blah, all that jazz. And then we get a classic bad audition okay. montage. This used to crack me up, and I... I wrote the note, this used to crack me up, but then it still did. I still yeah. laughed at it. And some could say that Pitch Perfect stole this from really? the high school meeting. This is literally the Pitch Perfect scene, almost exactly. Well, I, I remember it being a lot funnier when I was young. But the, like, the one thing that still cracks me up is the goth kids who just like, oh, roll around on the oh, floor. <laughs> it's not even the goth kids. The whole thing is, I will say, the one person I laughed out loud 
the winking girl. The girl that's at the piano and keeps winking right, at yeah. Miss Darvis, like, really unnaturally. I started laughing. Mm-hmm. But it's also her reactions when she goes, that is very disturbing. Go, please go see a girl. Yeah, da- again, Miss Darvis is fantastic. <laughs> I laughed out loud for that, too. Yeah. Also, here's the thing I'm going to say. And this is this is my soapbox moment for this movie. So remember the hot dancer guy who's, like, a beautifully trained ballet dancer who, like, spins across the stage and, like, then there's, like, a crashing noise? Did yeah. you see the reaction that Lucas Graville does? No. He does, like, a cut of, like, a, ooh, like a, like, looking when he comes on stage. And I just want to say, first of all, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. Lucas Graville's done interviews where, like, he came, he said he came to that, and he was like, Ryan's gay, right? He's like, I'm playing. He's, he said, he said, if I remember correctly, he asked Kenny Ortega, he said, so I know it's Disney Channel, and he's not gay, but Ryan's gay, right? Yeah. I, he said he's a kid in high school who's very into theater. He goes, he is based on a lot of me in high school. He's who, Kenny Ortega. And he was like, I didn't tell anyone I was gay in high school. I was just kind of keeping my head down and, you know, pursuing what I love or whatever, which is theater. So Kenny Ortega's like, I see a lot of myself in Ryan. Ryan is a gay character. And fuck you, yeah. Disney, for not making him gay. Fuck you. I, yeah. It's so infuriating to me because this would have... This could have opened a lot of people's hearts and minds a really young because he's you don't get to just write a gay character and give them all the qualities of a fantastic gay person and then make them not gay. I'm sorry, that's not how it works. It's such a cop out. It's really infuriated me because it's like, oh, they get all the fun, like sparkly parts of like an amazing gay man, but they don't have the balls to say he's gay. And it's just is so such a fucking it's not fair to gay kids everywhere that the little gay boys were watching this and identifying with him that they wouldn't just make him gay and and i want to give some credit to the channel now they've come around on that a little bit they have that andy mack show that has a prominent male gay character and they've got finally it's 2018 yeah i i actually remember i think the kid who plays the gay character they tweeted that like you know disney's gonna make like their first gay character like who was supposed to be lefou but i guess he doesn't count anymore uh but it's like first gay character he just like retweeted that headline and was like what are you talking about i'm right here <laughs> like and i was like that is a boss move this he should have been a queer icon and disney robbed us of that they robbed us listen high school musical 4 i guess is still happening i don't know and i there's no way you're gonna get zach efron back you i think you could probably get lucas Graybeal because he doesn't have that much of a career after this what i'm saying to you is have ryan come back and have and make it very clear that he with is gay. With a rockin' and, hot boyfriend. Make yes. it happen. Who could be Chad Danforth. I'm not against it. There's a lot of shipping that goes on between Ryan and Chad. Because I ship of a scene, it. I ship it. Because of a scene in High School Musical 2. Even though a lot of the plot of High School Musical 2 is kind of about Gabriella maybe sort of cheating on Troy with Ryan. Which it's is weird. so... It just takes me... It's the one thing that takes me out of these movies. Like, no. Like, absolutely not. Right. Uh, but so... I didn't expect to go into a whole conversation about that. But so, uh, these, the auditions are terrible. It's the classic gag. Yada, yada, yada. And, uh, then Mrs. Darvis is like, all right, Ryan and Sharpay, show us how it's done. And they're like, thank you for I asking. I out loud, oh my God. Cause I got so excited. <laughs> and so they go up on stage and, uh, I believe Ryan puts on a sparkly green hat. Cause Ryan loves his, Ryan loves his hats. So Sharpay's in a very short, sparkly sweater. Ryan in a, in a sparkly page boy cap, and they both have rhinestone mics. And Kelsey's like, what key are you singing? And they're like, oh, no, 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 bitch. We had our Ryan uh, says rehearsal piano. Ryan says a rehearsal pianist do an arrangement. <laughs> do an arrangement of your music, so we won't need you. This Thank podcast you. is us repeating the lines because they're so funny. Like I, They're <laughs> so good. Also, this song sucked before. Can I just say this? The slow version of the song blows dick. 
Ryan and Sharpay come in here and make this an upbeat pop fucking banger. This song was nothing before them and the rehearsal <laughs> pianist. Kelsey, I respect you for all you've done, but they made this song better. So they do this number. Uh, what's the name of the song? It's like What I've been I looking fa- for. What I've been looking for. One of my favorite lines on the film happens again after the oh. Ryan Ryan does a jazz square. He also does a one-handed cartwheel. He does. And then comes behind her and does a star kick. That was another point yeah. I burst out laughing. <laughs> again, Lucas Gravy was born to play this role. Uh, and he, they sing the song. It's very enjoyable, obviously. It's Ryan and Sharpay, of course. And then they're doing... And, and they, then, then they just stop, like, so- breathing, like... They're doing, like, and, the like, post performance, like... <laughs> and then, like, through clenched teeth, she goes, I thought, you t- I told you not to do the jazz square. And she goes, it's a crowd favorite. Everybody, Everybody loves a good, good jazz, jazz square. square. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite lines ever. It's so good. I'm sorry. And this is, like, I know I got into this at the beginning. Andrew Rannells and Leah Michelle could not do a better job at this. They are not only performing their asses off, mm-hmm. he's doing a fucking one-handed cartwheel and star kicks. They're dancing great together. They're hilarious. They're yeah. fucking hilarious. So and the, funny. The whole performance, they're, they're not, they're like, they strike this balance between being good but also being funny and are clearly trying so hard. It's holy. And she's like, clearly, like you can tell when she's pissed off at him, but she's still right. smiling. It's so good. What's weird is I think they're supposed to be like kind of the comic relief, which they're doing a great job of, but they're also kind of the villains. They're like also, villains, comic and, relief, but also incredibly talented. They're not bad. Right. Like, no, they're so freaking good. Like, there's so much upset. to these movies. There's so it's much just, more. It's, there's, I, I know. Okay. So, they do the number. Darbus is, of course, fabulous, fabulous, wonderful. Also, Gabriella shows up to view the auditions, too, but no one cares about her when Sharpay's on stage. No. Nope. And, uh, they're, and so she's like, okay, that's it for pairs, unless we have any last-minute sign-ups. Yes, yes, no, okay. Also, and, Kelsey uh, comes out and says something to Sharpay after. Oh, yes, yes. And so it's like, like, I pictured the song much slower, like, because, like, they make it a pop banger. Yeah, she's like, if you get the part, I would do it. And then she's like, oh, excuse me, if I get the part? Do you realize who you're talking to? No, this is a great and- Sharpay line. She goes, you should be thankful that we're here to lift your music out of its current current obscurity. So uh, she's, so she says, any last minute sign-ups? No? All right, we're done. And then after that, Gabrielle runs forward. She's like, oh, Miss Service, I want to audition. And then Zach's like, no, no, no. And He's she's like, like freaking I thought- out in the back, hiding behind a mop or some shit. Yeah, and she's like... Uh, I'm sorry, I asked you if you wanted to do it. She's like, please, can't you just let me? And she's like, you were late, not going to do it. Besides, singles, singles are over. over. And you, don't, you, you do not have a pair. And then Zach Efron, like the hero he oh, is, snaps out and goes, White Knight. I'll sing with her. And then she's like, oh, well. And he yeah. comes walking out. And Lucas, when I tell you I've seen this movie upwards of 20 times, please know that I'm not exaggerating. No, and when of he not. said, I'll sing with her, I went into my hands and went, like, put my... Mouth in my hands, and my like gas. Like, what did I think was gonna happen? He was just gonna walk away, and then the movie was over. Um, but she's like, "Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Auditions are over by." And she leaves, and Kelsey trips and drops all of her sheet music because she's kind of supposed to be clumsy. And so they go up to the stage to help pick up her music, and he's like, "Wow, you wrote this whole show?" And he's like, "She's like, yeah." And she's clearly, you know, nervous because Troy Bolton's talking to her. And he's like, that's really cool. You're like the playmaker. And she's like, the what? And he's like, the guy in basketball makes everybody look good. Basketball, basketball, basketball. And then she's like, well, do you want to hear how it's actually supposed to sound? And then they like, uh-huh. she's like, yeah, sure. And then they go over to the piano and they, she I sings peed during the, this part. And, and they, she sings, uh, she takes them through the slower version of the song. And it's still nice. I mean, it's not bad. I, I'm as, uh, exaggerating. It's a not bit, what it was when Sharpay and Ryan did it. That's for sure. That, I mean, no, nothing will ever be. 
And uh, then they're like, wow, that's really nice, Kelsey. And then Darvis comes around a quarter and is like, Montez, Bolton, Bolton. you have a callback. Yeah, uh, give them the give them the duets from the second act, Kelsey. Work on it with them. You know what's sad thing about my life is like I feel like obviously because our broke ass high school never could get licensing. We never like did High School Musicals like our School Musical, even though I would have died of happiness had we. I think in my in my life I picture myself as a Sharpay. Had we actually done High School Musical, I definitely would have been cast as like Miss Darbus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Emma. Me and Emma only got to do. One year of theater together because we we're three years apart. So when I was a freshman, but we she was were a we're like the real life Sharpay Ryan. That's we were what I'm both saying. Drama if, club presidents. If the stars had aligned and they had got we had gotten High School Musical for uh, that year when we were together, had they not cast us as Sharpay and Ryan, we would have burned the school to the ground. The school would have revolted. We were Sharpay and Ryan. They were Pretty the drama much. club presidents. We were the drama club presidents. I was a but, raging bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly I I I've been very busy lately so I didn't have I forgot to do it. But if you remember we had our friend Emily do some art for us of us dressed like Xenon characters. I forgot to ask someone <gasps> to draw us as a Sharpay and Ryan. The sad thing is I've always wanted to go with Halloween about us going as Sharpay and Ryan, but you look more like Troy Bolton with your dumb brown hair. I know. Like, but I could hide that under a fashionable cap. Then it cuts to the next day with Sharpay the scream of anguish rattling the school also, as she freaks the other out point at- when like kelsey like they she needs to work on the song with them oh yeah, yeah. Weird, after they get a call back she's like um anytime come to my house for breakfast or during free period or during lunch if you work on it or during biology even during biology class i'm like kelsey this is your life go to biology class you have to go to college my favorite was yeah you come over to my house for breakfast i have a piano or you can come after school you know after basketball class <laughs> I thought that was That's crazy. a good line. That was actually a legit good line. Basketball class was good. But yeah, so Sharpay is freaking out because someone else got a call back for it other than her. And she's, you know, furious. And Char- and Chad, well, Ryan suggests they're being <laughs> punked and they get to meet and Ashton. And we're going to meet Ashton. And, um, uh, and also, this Chad is Sharpay's best look, in my personal opinion, which is a, an unpopular opinion. In the first movie, at least, this is the stick to the status quo outfit that she gets nachos dumped on, which is like that floral blazer with like a blue belt. It's like, and like what a white jean, it is impeccable. I love it. But so they, Chad comes up and she's like, "Oh, what are you freaking out about, uh, Miss Princess or whatever?" And sees his name there, or sees uh, Troy Bolton's name there, and is like, "What? No way! This is impossible." Not my Troy. Tro- <laughs> <laughs> so then we that happens, right? And then it segues right in to stick with the status quo. Like, it's so fast. And like, this is also, guys, so good. This so is, this, good. This is the, this is the most, uh, musical theater the movie gets is stick to the status quo. It's a huge ensemble number. They're all dancing around, uh, cafeteria tables and everything. And it's, again, a very iconic performance, but it's very, it is very stage musical. And it's pretty much everybody saying, like, hey, if Troy can do something else besides basketball, I can do something else like basketball. And everyone being, Freaking floored that that's possible. People lose yeah, their goddamn minds. And lose yeah, it's them. a little, it's over the top, but you know, it's musical theater. The choreography it's, it's here is also great. I, I, they, yes, it it's is. It's this massive also, lunchroom. They're all around circular tables and they're like dancing in their own individual right, circles. Yeah. It's so cool. Also, we meet one of my other favorite underrated characters who is Zeke, who, who is, is hot, basketball. by the way. Um, who loves to bake and he's just a sweet, nice boy and I like him so much. Uh, but yeah, they do this number again. It's fantastic, of course. Also, the I term status quo. I remember being such an advanced term for children. It was. I did kind of have to learn what that meant at that age. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so there's so many iconic things we could point out about this musical number, but we're going to just go over it because watch the freaking musical Zeke number. Zeke Bakes. But he's a basketball player who bakes. There's the nerd girl whose name I think we learned Martha. in the second movie. Martha. Martha. 
um, who likes to pop and lock and do hip hop, and then there's the <laughs> skater who plays who plays the cello. Also, I just um, wrote, these are stoners, right? Like <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Like the skaters is like Disney Channel term for like stoners. Yeah, we and saw also, that in Zap too. I think. Also, I just love when like. Um, the other two, like, when Zeke and then Martha, like, when they are, like, saying that they do something different, their friends, like, shove the original thing in their face. So right. it's, like, they shove a basketballs, or basketballs in, into Zeke's face, and then, like, books into Martha's. But they don't really have something like that for, like, the skater. I guess they could have done skateboards, but that's a lot. So they just start, like, skating. Like, they should have just shoved, like, a spliff in this guy's face. <laughs> it's, like, a massive joint, because these are just stoners. They're not, like... Like, high-action skateboarders. They're just Disney Channel stoners. And so, Gabriella walks in and is like, why is everybody looking at you, Taylor? And Taylor's like, they're all looking at you, bitch. Uh, and they're like, what? Because of the callbacks? No, I can't have people staring at me. Uh. I simply can't. And then they do more of the musical number, and then Gabriella trips and throws her chili cheese fries on Sharpay. She freaks out, and Darvis comes up. It's like, what's going on here? It's like, Gabriella spilled her fries on me on purpose. It's all part of her and Bolton's plan to sabotage the drama club and something. It's real. I don't get what she's trying to convince her of. I, I'm kind of they, 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 they don't. She's trying to convince her that they don't really want to audition. Like, that they don't really want these parts. They're just trying to, like, take down the drama club and, like, fake, make a joke out of it. By audition. Uh, yeah, I'll make a joke out of it. That's that's a good way to put it, yeah. So, Darvis isn't really convinced. It just kind of runs off. Gabrielle, or Sharpay runs off. Gabriella goes away. Troy comes up, and Chad grabs him and is like, hey, what do you think you're doing? And he's like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, "What you this callback thing, this this musical theater, it's cha- it's ruining the whole team. It's definitely not Chad, but okay. Uh, he's like, Zeke, Zeke is baking. And he's like, oh, creme brulee. <laughs> he says, he says well, he's baking. Creme brulee. And he's like, oh, what's creme brulee? He's like, oh, it's this like custard dessert that has caramel on the top. Surface? It's, really, it's satisfying. really satisfying. And, and, and Zach Efron's like, cool, man. That sounds awesome. And I was like, yay, Troy. Support your you friend. You know what? Scrap really is awesome. It's delicious. <laughs> and yeah. And again, Zeke is a fantastic character. And I'm glad we get to see more of him. But also, too. that's just good writing. It's funny. It but so uh, Chad sits Troy down and he's like, listen, man. Everybody's trying to... This, is, this, this whole part is really dumbly written. Like, it's very, like... what It's like someone said, okay, what do we want Chad to tell Troy? That, like, because of him... Everybody's doing different stuff, and that's not cool. All right, just have him say literally those exact words. Let's not try and nuance it in any way to make it <laughs> sound like it makes more sense. That is not cool with yeah. me personally. He says, he's like, everyone's doing stuff that isn't their stuff. Total chaos, and like it's getting them distracted, and it's ruining the team. It doesn't make any sense. I don't freaking know what he's talking about. Uh, but wait, what time are we at? Oh, yeah, we should take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about it. But... So we I'm literally winded, be... guys. I'm going to lose my voice. I won't have a voice tomorrow. <laughs> but we are going to break from the status quo briefly, and then we will come back to the status quo. Then we'll after stick the break. with it right after. Yeah, and then we'll stick with it. But right now, I got to go. We'll see you in a bit. Oh, very nice. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We're back. 
Yes. So we come back. Darbus goes to Bolton to like interrogate him about Troy being in the musical. She has to go through the boys' locker room. Also, we touched on this earlier, but this is like the most we've gotten to see of any school in any Disney Channel original movie. I think because it's a real school. That's why. It's not a set. I guess, but I feel like they feel they filmed in real schools before. I just think they just like don't have enough budget to like be there for more than like a day. Well, that was a um, problem. They talk about that. They could that we're all in this together. They had to do in one take because the kids need, needed the gym. Like they were getting kicked right. out. So like they didn't have to, but like we see every fucking corner of this school. Yeah. Which is nice. So she's like, poking Bolton about what Sharpay said about making fun of the but this, drama. But the point of this scene, though, is not this. Is that this is where he finds out that he auditioned. He's like, right. Troy's not a singer. He's not going to go out for your Twinkle Town musical. Right. That. And also, yes, we learned the name of the musical is Twinkle Town here. One. Two, this is where she also gets the idea that maybe Sharpay is right and that will influence her decision later. Um, cause she like, did, cause Bolton's like being kind of an ass and she's like, I knew it. I knew you were up to something, even though he's not. Oh, Bolton's being kind it. of an ass? How unlike him. Um, and then so we go to Sharpay at her locker, her pink locker with a star. I wanted my locker to look it. like this so bad. And, uh, she's like getting a new shirt out of her locker to wear. Cause, cause she, her locker's a closet. Like, There's no books in it. Of course. Of course. And Zeke comes around the corner and he's like, Hey, Lucas, Sharpay, do you remember this line? This is probably my second favorite line in this movie. I love this line. Uh, and so he's like, So yeah, I mean, since, uh, Troy is gonna be, uh, in your musical, and she's like, He will not be in my, in my musical. musical. And she, he's like, Yeah, cool. Uh, well, I was just wondering, maybe you'd wanna come watch me play sometime. And she says, I would rather stick, stick pins, needles. Stick pins in my eyes. And then he goes, well, wouldn't that be really uncomfortable? <laughs> and then she's like, ah, go away, tall no, person. No, it's not that. It's, this is the best line, which I, I'm 5'1", so I'm incredibly short, so I used to use this a bunch in high school. Evaporate, tall person. <laughs> so good. Uh, but And then as she's walking away, he just goes, you, you know, I bake uh, creme brulee. And I was like, Zeke, you sweet boy, you shoot your shot with your beautiful little you cinnamon bun. So yeah. adorable. Sweet. Gabriella goes to her locker and she finds a note that Troy left her to go up meet him on his magical sex garden because that's <laughs> definitely what it is. This is also the scene where Troy is in his iconic uh, red and white baseball tee. For someone who plays basketball, he wears a hell of a lot of baseball tees. Yes, he does. Uh, but so they go up to this garden and just like talk about, you know, the callback situation. Kindergarten. Like, is what and, they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's a thing. So she's like, he's like, you know, we're getting a lot of pressure from people from doing this. Like, is it worth it? And she's like, well, you know, do you ever think, do you ever being in kindergarten and meeting a person and then being best friends in five seconds? Because all that mattered was who you are. Now it's so much more complicated and that will be brought up multiple Deep. times throughout the film. But this is, this is what I pulled from this scene. Uh, not the stupid kindergarten crap or whatever that she's talking about. Is that it says something about this movie that the scenes where it's just the two romantic leads talking to each other, I find the most boring. I wanted this scene to be over the minute it started. I was like, can it's, next? Yeah, it's a little bit. Um, so then we get this montage of them, you know, practicing in the halls and like Sharpay and Ryan, like kind of, kind of trying to track them down and listen and working on the songs, etc. and whatever. It's, weird and then it, the montage and it also has really weird music to the to it it sounds like music that That's, they play in the sims oh my while god you build stuff. i had the same note it's like so weird and like uh almost like ethereal and like it feels like they're ethereal. about to ethereal feels like they're about to be in like a tragic accident or like a doll is about to come alive like it's almost <laughs> like it's like okay. and i'm like oh what's about 
to happen. And then I was like, oh, I remember this. Nothing happens. This music is just really out of place. Uh, but so then it ends on the basketball practice, on, on a basketball practice again, of course. And Troy is not there, which is weird. He misses the practice. He comes in when the practice is over. And Don't worry, he'll like, make the other four practices you have this day, you fucking psychos. Yeah, and he's like... Uh, I think I'll stay and work on some free throws. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'd consider you mispractice. I imagine your team needs some effort out of you today. Which, oof, Coach Fulton. <laughs> Coach Fulton. So mean to your goddamn son. And then he starts working on shooting. And Gabriella again, appears out of the ether. Uh, everyone, a lot of people appear out of the ether in this movie. They just come out of nowhere. And she's like, oh, hey, so this is where you do all your work This is the stuff. only scene I liked them in. Definitely, yes. He's very endearing and, like, kind of attractive, and, like, you can see their vibe. Unlike the rooftop garden where he brings women to have Congress with them, this is a much cute. I'm not that scene. This is a much cuter scene with them. Yeah, they it's more cute. natural and, like, high school-y, I guess, where they're, like, kind of flirting, and she, she's razzing him, and, like, she, like he's helping her, like, shoot the basketball, whatever. It was cute, classic. It was. And then Coach Bolton... But guess who Coach, ruins it? Coach, Coach Cockblock uh, comes in. <laughs> And is like, are you okay? No. He comes in and is like, hey, excuse me, miss, this is a closed practice. And then Troy is like, dad, practice is over. And he, and he says, practice isn't <laughs> over until every team, every member of the team leaves the court. That's a good, that's a team rule. And I I'm made like, it up right what? now. Also, yeah. like, the thing about Coach Bolton that I think just kills me is that he's just not, like, written as an adult. Like, he has the same mental acuity and maturity about the situation as, like, Chad Danforth. Like, that's the crazy bit, yeah. thing about him and why his character is so funny. Like, I would hope that no one's dad ever actually. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, no, new rule. No girls allowed. Not in my gym. <laughs> but he sends Gabrielle away, and then he's like, what are you doing messing around with that girl? And then Troy's like, that, that girl. girl. His name. Her name is Gabriella. And she's and she a nice a very lady. nice girl. Very nice girl. And I don't appreciate the way you're talking about her. And it's a They're very They're like two friends moment. getting in a fight. It's not the conversation that like a dad and his son would have. It's very weird. It is strange. Uh, but it's a good scene. And so then, okay. There's so, a whole line then, here where he goes, you're not just a guy, Troy. So do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. I don't remember yeah, what the, the setup yeah, is for that yeah. line. He says, like, listen, she, he's like, because the dad's, like, trying to make her seem like some temptress who's luring him away from his dreams or something. And then she's like, she's just a girl, dad. And he's like, yeah, but you're not just a guy, Troy. You're the leader. What is it? They need you out there. I, it's weird. I don't know what they're talking about. And so then... Chad and the basketball team decide that he they need to join forces with the Scholastic Decathlon team, which Gabriella is on, by the way. And I don't know if he touched that she did join the team. Don't uh, care. And they're like, listen, you we need Troy, you need Gabriella, so we need to team up and uh break them up so they can each focus on their one thing like everybody at the school has to. They're like, yeah, fine. We don't like you, obviously, because we're scholastic people and we're smart and you're like lower life forms. Taylor says that a lot, that like the athletes are like lower, less evolved. She compares them to like cavemen constantly. It's a little rude. Yes, it's kind of weird. And so they're like, okay, great. And then Ryan and Sharpay overhear this and they're like, oh no, they must be like teaming up to figure out like to like help them they take a lot of leaps here that they they do but also this doesn't go anywhere is they're just like they're like oh they must be conspiring to how to take us down and help their friends yeah this isn't really what motivates them actually yeah and then she's like okay um we need to we need to get people out of the drama club who don't know the difference between a tony award and tony hawk which is a line. I that's genuinely a line. laughed. And that's good. That's funny. That's a funny line. And her delivery of it is the thing that sells it. But Tony right, Hawk but and Tony Hawk. 
and that's what I'm saying is you can tell that the people making this movie knew how great they were because this is a superfluous scene because they're going to come back later and give their motivation like again pretty Oh yeah, much. this was just a and throwaway. So, this this was just like, hey, Ryan and Sharpay are really funny. I think they just, yeah, I think they just started just the throwing them into shit because they were so goddamn funny. Yeah. But this is where we start, this is the intervention on both sides, correct? Correct. Chad gets like a laptop from Taylor and he's like, okay, was tomorrow, like the, in the morning, like this is the next day. He's like, all right, synchronized watches. We're doing it at this time. And she's like, Chad, we're, I'm going to help you, but we're not Charlie's angels. And he's like, a man can dream or something like also, that. Did also, did you know that she life. had a roller bag because yes, the actress I do said that this. she would be smart enough to know that backpacks are bad for your back? I thought that was so cute. It is a great character detail. Is Everyone has a backpack. I think Gabrielle has like a messenger bag because of course. Ugh. But she has a roller. She's walking up the stairs at one point and just has a roller backpack. And they gave her a normal backpack and she said Taylor McKessie would not carry a roller backpack. She would because she knows they're bad for your back. Yeah, that did happen. But my point was when Chad shows her the time on his three watches <laughs> and she does not point out the fact that Chad <laughs> wears three watches at, at times. Uh, like, how do you not bring that no. up? I would constantly ask him, Chad, why are you wearing three it was watches? Something, even if he was my best friend, I'd ask him every single day. Just to see yep. if he would answer. And then, and so, so he gets his laptop, and then we cut to the, the locker room, and he's wearing only one watch, so I don't know, he rotates them throughout the day, I guess. Um, but so, they are, a whole team, whole basketball team is set up around these trophies and pictures. This is an elaborate setup. This is really funny to me from a meta perspective, which is like, the basketball guys, who Taylor <laughs> thinks are so dumb and stupid, set up this whole, like, emotional speech about, like, legacies and, like, your Also, your like, dad someone does had to, like, go to Party City and get a tablecloth, like, they have a, a shrine set up in the middle of their locker room. Like, they they, they plan this whole a- emotional pre- presentation. Like, they worked at this. Taylor and the Scholastic presentation is just, like, boys are dumb. Athletes are dumb. You shouldn't... If you're hanging around the dumb people, you should be hanging around the smart people. What are you doing, girl? Like, also, it's so the other stupid. thing that jumped out to me is that the thing they're making fun of him for doing is theater. Is this not just theater, which you guys are doing? You rehearsed this. You guys are saying things in unison. They're like, thunderclap, boom. And then they're like doing speeches. They clearly rehearsed. I'm like, you guys are doing a monologue right now. So you are inherently doing theater. That is true. That is an interesting way to look at it. Um, and so they basically, so what happens is the, the, the smart kids presentation is bad and it doesn't matter because their, their whole point is just to get, uh, Troy. They basically goad Troy into saying that he doesn't care about Gabriella. Also, like, this he's whole li- speech reminds me of the Superbad meme where, like, it's fucking soccer, Greg. Like, calm down. <laughs> a little bit. Because they're they very over the top. They're like, you know, all these famous players who went to this school and did so much. Your dad won championships. And you and, and they're like, you haven't been committing to this team, Troy. Basically, are goading him into being like, this is, I don't care about singing. And while this is happening, Luke, did you notice this? The Jason kid is setting up a massive. Oh, no, 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 he and Chad both do. Chad leans over while he's talking to Troy. <laughs> Troy is looking directly at him and he tries to subtly put a webcam on top of a They're laptop. Putting on, on like what is a massive laptop, like a truly like ThinkPad, almost desktop size. And it's not like a cell phone, but like these webcams are like those big things we had to attach to the top of the laptop. They're like screwing it in as they're making <laughs> eye contact with it. They're soldering it to the top of the laptop, <laughs> like, and like, how and Troy does, and Troy, Troy doesn't notice. That's the one thing I noticed. And that was like one of the things. A lot of these things I've made fun of before. I truly never noticed that until this viewing. That like, they're like, uh huh, yeah, tell me more. As they're soldering a webcam to the. 
of a laptop. So they live stream it, because apparently you could do that in 2006. They live stream it to Taylor's laptop. Him saying, I don't care about singing, I don't care about the girl, it's just a side thing. And Gabrielle's, Gabrielle's like, oh, man, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> She's she's very underplayed how emotionally heartbroken she is. Oh, incredibly! And she's like I, I can't believe like this stuff. Like man, and then they all. I think they just kind of leave the room, and she kind of stays. Look, I want to see a lip sync of the scene with you over it. I'm oh man, this stuff. <laughs> Darn, everyone leaves room. Mm. Well, I'd, pro- I'd probably be doing more acting than she is. And uh, she looks out the window and sees like go. the full on. Pep- Glad you're now getting mean pep- about as much. And she's like doing the the, the full on Paparelli is going out outside. Troy's like j- jumping and pumping out of the crowd, and we get that wild cat saying, "Yeah, and that, that whole thing." And then we get to her song. The only which is drag of this fucking movie is this song. Which and what this is the weirdest convention of all the high school musical films. She has a song for herself, feeling sad about whatever's going on, and they all sound the same. If you mix them all together. They all would be the same song. Go to Gotta Go My Own Way is the best out of the three. The, yes, definitely. The one and two. Gotta this go. might be the Troy has parts This might it, be but. the suckiest one. This one really sucks. The lyrics of the song don't really make sense with the scene. On the outside looking in, like, I want to be like, do you really want to be at that pep rally? That's not the point of your anguish. Is that, like, he doesn't care about being with you. You don't really want to be a cheerleader. Like, the lyrics just don't really fit with the the narrative and this song is also just boring um the only thing to note is that she's like leans against a massive poster of his face which is for some reason <laughs> in the yeah, school that's hallway a, that, that people people have made fun of that on the internet before that the school just has a massive poster of all the student basketball players which is crazy and hilarious at the same time um so then uh troy goes up to gabrielle at her locker the pepperelli is still kind of going on like after her pepperelli's song been ends. going on for two weeks folks we are still in the throes a little of it. bit but so uh, he goes up to her and it's like, hey, you want to go practice with Kelsey or whatever? And she's like, no, I don't want to do any of that. Like, you're a jerk and I hate you. Go fuck yourself. Do anything anymore. I'm going to stick to the status quo. I want quo. you to narrate Gabriella's parts. Like, you're so <laughs> much funnier as her internal monologue. I hate you and goodbye. And I'm going to stick to the status quo. Goodbye. And, he, and then, like, we get another small montage of him, like going through practice like all sad and not my being able to hit any shots when he's in his backyard and he's like getting frustrated because he can't make shots and stuff in his mansion backyard i wrote it i was like does he take his shirt off in these movies i feel like he does and i was like he's 18 so i feel like they do that's rare unless we're talking like 13th year when there's like a swimming reason for it but i feel like they do get him shirtless but i thought it was at this scene and it's not but it does it's come later, later. <laughs> yeah it's later of course it is they knew what they were doing emma um and so he's like all sad and bummed and we get i think a scene of her like writing an equation sad or something I don't crying know. into her chalk <laughs> or something yeah, the problem with uh, decathlon is that it just sucks because it's so not visual in the way that theater yeah. and basketball are it's just like how yeah. many equations can they have them write at a board? Like it's it's really does not translate well to film. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do like mathletes and have it be like Mean Girls or something like that. Like like it, a like, buzz it, in. It, it, yeah, it's it's very much like it's like writing equations and it's also chemistry and it's like I, I don't I've never been into decathlon. I've done Scholastic Bowl, but that's just like general knowledge, like buzz in. I haven't done like you need to write an equation and then do a formula or something. I don't know. It's weird. But so basically what comes from this is that the the two teams realize that they messed up and they made them so, so sad. And like, so they come clean. The basketball team tells Troy. But as you said, as the word I just learned, a pro pro of nothing. Like They don't really like it. All they realize is that he's just kind of sad. You still said it wrong. A pro pro? 
It's apropos, not a pro pro. Apropos. Oh my god, apropos. <laughs> Whatever. They don't. There's no confrontation. They're just like, you know what, y'all, we fucked up. Well, also, well, also, we should say it's not. Or no, is it this classic bull? This classic bull says it too. I think they both to her, apologize right? of nothing. I, I just, I just remember the basketball team doing it more. They find him on the secret sex, sex garden, garden and are like. And are like, uh, listen, we messed up, man. We showed Gabrielle that footage. That's why she's bad at you. Because he doesn't even know. She doesn't even tell her. No, he, she doesn't, he has no idea. He's like, he's like, she won't talk. He's tearing up on that sex roof. He's like, yeah. she won't talk to me. And I don't know why. And I was like, God, don't cry in front of your friends, bro. Like, calm down. Uh, so he finds out what they did. And he's, of course, all distraught. So he goes to her house, which is kind of creepy. So he knocks at the door and is like, hey, I messed up. Can you tell, can I talk to Gabrielle? I didn't like, remember well, him busy. knocking on the door. I remember him just Neither like climbing that tree. Yeah, I thought he went tree first entry into that because, Yeah, because this that becomes his go-to move. Because here's a spoiler alert for the rest of the trilogy, folks. In every movie, Troy and Gabriella are going to be on the outs for a little bit. And then he's going to show up in that then, tree. And then he's going to show up and, like, climb the tree or the balcony or whatever. He, She's like, oh, okay, I'll tell you you came by. Whatever. He goes, he, he breaks into their house Because she's standing there much. going, no, mom, don't let yeah. this site go in. But then he breaks into their house pretty much. He, like, undoes, like, the latch on their fence and goes into the backyard and calls her on the phone and is like, listen, like, everything I said was just in front of my friends. I was tired in front of my friends, for my friends writing me about this, and I just said a bunch of stuff I didn't believe. The guy you met on vacation, that's much more Troy Bolton than this. And this, I gotta give the movie a little credit. The fact that it always talks about, like, who we like who you are and like your identity in like the world is kind of deep and i feel like not a lot of like movies address that because that's something you kind of try and figure out in high school is like who you are and what you kind of put out into the world so i, I kind of liked how they're phrasing that you know who's very confident in what they put out into the world sharpay because she's more yes. emotionally mature than mature than all these fucks <laughs> Uh, but so then he, like, while he's, hey, he has her on the phone, he, like, climbs a tree and gets on her balcony. And her room also, her room also a, has a balcony. This would have been a much better movie had he fallen out of the tree and broken his arm before the big game. Would it have? And then Chad had to do some goddamn heavy lifting. Because Chad is so concerned about someone else playing all the basketball for him. How about you dribble the ball, Chad? Like, like why is Troy the only one that can play basketball? That is a fair point. They did, They do kind of... Like, make Troy seem like he's the only way they're going to win. But he's the leader. He's, like, you know, the point guard. Play you're play, you're buying it. into this propaganda. He's not the fucking messiah no, no, like I his dad no, said he is. No, I understand. I get it. Trust me. Um, but so he climbs up onto her balcony and is like, turn around. And she turns around and he's got, like, the sheet music for the start of something new. I guess somehow he got it off the MC from the beginning of the movie. Because that's him. not a song that exists anywhere else. And he's like, listen, like, I'm sorry I goofed this so bad. Really fucking boned uh, this. Uh, but I think we should do this. And she's like, okay, I forgive you now. So yeah, so they return to school and they're back on like the whole like, yeah, we're going to go out for the musical. And they like unite the basketball and the scholastic bowl teams to be like kind of friends now. And so it's all working out great. And then this is the only really like villainous thing that Ryan and Sharpay do is that they know that the scholastic bowl competition and the state finals or whatever are at the same time on Friday and the auditions are on Thursday. So they convince Darbus to move the aud- the callbacks yes. to but this Friday, is also so it's all happening by the, the same time. They hear them and they sound amazing. Yes, so yeah, right, right. They find them practicing. They we, finally they find, them find them practicing. They're like, oh shit. And they're like, we we're, we're kind of boned. Like this isn't good. And they're like, well, if we change the date, then they can't do it. And so they're like, oh, that's brilliant. There's another moment we have Ryan being dumb, where she's like, what if we made auditions to be the same time as those other two things? And then he's like, well, then that wouldn't work because then they couldn't do the audition. And then she's like, Ryan. And then he's like, oh, right, great right, idea. Right. But so they go to Darbus and tell her, move the audition. And then, like, because Darbus was already kind of suspicious and she trusts 
uh, Sharpay and Ryan so much. She's but like, Kelsey right, sees this happen. And so they find out the callbacks have been moved and that, like, that sucks because they can't do their things now. And Kelsey is like, it's Sharpay and Ryan's fault. So sorry. I don't know what that does. But they're like, all right, listen, if we all work together... We can pull this off. I think we can do it. Hands in, hands in okay. team. And Fucking Troy has this plan within seconds. Yes. He sees the audition has changed. And this is like a multi-part, multi-step, mm-hmm. very involved plan that he has within moments of looking at the callback list. He pulls this out of his ass insanely fast. The move, the pace of this movie really picks up towards the end, and I'm not sure why that is. And it gets really noticeable in the last scene. But like the pace just like... Really starts going. They're like, all right, we got to wrap this up. Come on, folks. And then it cuts to the next day. The Chiron guy again. Yeah. <laughs> it says, day of the game, day of the Scholastic Audition, day of the callbacks. And then it just puts above all of them. Help! <laughs> Very good. Again, Chiron guy doing the Lord's work. And so they all go into homeroom and like the guys are all dressed for basketball. And Zeke bakes the Scholastic team a cake. cake. There's a pie set a lot of Which is weird because he calls it a pie pie. It's clearly it's a, a cake, cake, Zeke. It's a cake. What are you talking about? And they made like a poster for them that they were like, first they were like, oh, we did an equation for basketball. Nope, it's a poster. Yeah, also so sad because like ba- the Scholastic doesn't translate to film. Like what were they going to do? It doesn't make any sense with the other ones. Right. And uh, then Darbus comes in. And then they do this weird thing where they all are wearing letters underneath their jacket, their warm-up jackets. And so they go, Miss Darvis, check it out. And then and, they all and spell Richard out. And Sharpay and Ryan, they've dragged them over. And they, like, spell out on their shirts, go drama club. And then Troy at the end goes, exclamation point, which I laughed Laughs again. At. This is where Ryan can't read. And he goes, good drama. Yeah. Good drama. Good drama. Dr- and I was like, what? Why is Ryan so stupid now? Or then, I guess. So then, So then it cuts to... The end of the day, it's 3.30, auditions are at 3.30, games at 3.30, Scholastic Bowl is at 3.30. That's how it's Everything is so early. God damn it. The game is yeah, so yeah. early. And so then we get to the locker room, and Coach Bolton sits down with his son. and who's His shirt's shirtless. off. His shirt's off. His shirt. Why don't they do off. this anymore? No one's shirtless anymore. Is that something, is that a weird thing to say as an adult woman? <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not saying I want all the male leads in, in DCOM shirtless. But I feel like they got away with this a lot more back in the day, and now it's not done. Like, 13th year shirtless. This shirtless. Ryan Merriman. Ryan Merriman is shirtless. Like, we, we see a lot. We, I saw a lot more bare chest in the early aughts and the 90s. And now, fully clothed. I mean, Emma, would you want to, would you have wanted a shirtless Zed scene in Zombies? <laughs> I don't know how old that man is, so I'm not going to confirm or deny that I would like a shirtless <laughs> Zed scene. The answer is that I would if yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I figured. Uh, so he gives him a speech, and he's like, how you feeling, champ? And he's like, well, I'm nervous, Dad. And he's like, listen, all that matters is that you go out there and have fun. I, d- I don't care what the score is, as long as I see my son out there doing All the thing that he All you cared about is the score for the past fucking hour and 20, dude. Very, very much so. But this is supposed to be his thing of his, like, return, his but moment of being a good what? dad. Of what happened to him? There's, there's no motivation for this to happen. I think the motivation was that in the montage where we saw them sucking, he, like, saw Troy sucking, and he was like, man, the fact that he's not singing is really throwing him off his game, or something like that. I don't know. It's weird. But this is his moment of, like, I just want my son to be happy. So just do the thing that makes you happy. That's pretty much what the scene is. And uh, so the game starts, and then we cut this classic decathlon thing starting. And uh, yeah, and then we cut to the uh, the callbacks. 
And we are starting, and, like, she gives a little speech beforehand. There's also, like, open to the public, which is weird. I don't know why. Why would this, or... this was, this is not a thing. I don't, I refuse to believe this is a thing in any high school. It certainly wasn't in ours. But Very I, weird. In auditions? Never. And then she says, all right, Sharpay and Ryan, let's start this thing off. And ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome you to Bop to the Top. On the chart of bops, this song is at the top. Before we bop to the top... I cannot believe they put that poor Kelsey girl in a bowler hat and a vest. Yeah, what the hell is she wearing? She what looks like a lion fuck? tamer. Why would they? And it's for no reason. She's not like involved. She's in not auditioning. Thing. She already wrote the goddamn musicale. Why is she in a bowler? It's insanity. It's real weird. Uh, but they start doing Bop to the Top, which is one of the greatest numbers ever put to screen. <laughs> it's so good. And everyone, Mucho like, is in her earth. Ay, que fabulosa. And they do this number. It is a crime that it has to be cut between Thank that you. and the other I two events. I have the exact same note. I don't give a fuck about basketball or decathlon. Give me Bop to the Top in its entirety. Also, yes. his hips, Ryan's hips, move more fluidly Ryan, than Ashley Ryan's Kisdale's. hips they are do not lie. <laughs> They do not lie. Let me he tell you is, that right now. He is like butter up there. Like, it is it is so smooth. Uh, and so, okay, so they do this number. It's fantastic, of course. Then we see a little bit of, like, the Wildcats starting to pull ahead of basketball. They get, like, the first point in the decathlon or whatever. And then they, the, their basic plan is to stop both competitions so Troy and Gabriella can step out for a minute and then do the audition and then go back and do the thing. That's their plan. This involves committing a crime. Yeah. They commit a crime. Also some high-tech espionage. Yeah, they mess with the scoreboard, so it's like turn, like all the lights and stuff are going off. Another scoreboard, like the whole electrical system. Can like you lights and stuff are going explain off. to me it's- how? The, okay, so they they fuck with the scoreboard for basketball, and that gets everyone out of the gym. Got it. Got it. They do an explosion of the decathlon to make everyone leave the room. How would that not make them lose? Well, I don't think it's supposed to be, like, part of the competition. Because she just writes a formula on the board. That's the first part of it. And then there's just, like, a weird chemistry set with some blue liquid. And it's not an explosion. The idea is that it's creating some kind of smell. It smells really bad. It smells really bad, so they have to leave the room. And I don't think that's meant to be part of the competition. I think that's just, like, a random piece of decor that happened to get real smelly. I don't know. It's strange. I don't think it's related to the competition. They do Bop to the Top. It's freaking amazing. It's Bop to the Freaky Top. It's a masterpiece. Also, when they're and done, he tosses his fedora into the crowd. He does. It's so good. Like, he's Super Mario Odyssey <laughs> throws it into the crowd. It's awesome. He, like, spins it like a frisbee. It's so funny. Yes. And uh, then she's... Then so Darvis is like, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Montez and Bolton. Montez and Bolton. And they don't show up. Nobody. All right. Well, that's going to do it. I guess this was the only callback for anything was for Ryan and Sharpay. Um, and then Troy and Gabriella run in. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Miss Darvis, we're here. We're here. So sorry. What are you saying? Uh, she's like, I called your name. That's what it is. Sucks, sucks, sucks to be you. And then, like, the fact that everybody from the other two venues comes, comes to in, the theater, like, convinces her that they should get to perform. Because I guess, like, this shows her that they're, they are serious about this it. This is a doing business it decision on Darvis's part. That's that what too. I saw. Like, you're going to no, sell too. tickets. Put Troy Bolton in your goddamn show. You're going to get butts and seats. This is community theater, basically. You got to go where the money is, man. Th- yeah, that too. And so then they go up and then like, so then like Sharpay and Ryan are trying to be like, well, you know, maybe next year you miss the audition or whatever. And then they're like, that's showbiz. And then all the people coming in, Darvis is like, no, <laughs> They say the word showbiz. showbiz so much in this they 20 do. minute span. And so then they get ready to perform. They're still in their athletic wear and like the lab coat that I guess you wear for Scholastic Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were doing yeah. chemistry at some point. 
It's weird. And they get up there to start to perform. Kelsey sits at the piano. Oh, also there's a weird bit of like tension that they try and create where she calls their name. Kelsey says, they'll be here, I promise. And they're like, if they're not here, they're screwed. And then Kelsey runs off. And then they go up saying, like, we're ready. And it's like, well, we don't have have a pianist. And then Kelsey runs back out. It's like, no, I'm here now. I was like, what what was the point of creating that? It was over in five seconds. So they get ready to sing. And then as they're about to start, Gabriella has like a freak out, like when she had that solo in the church choir, I guess. And she's like, Troy, I can't do this. And then he looks at her and he's like, just like in kindergarten, remember? Just you and me, like being who we are, that kind of thing. And it's kind of dumb. But then they start singing, and this is Breaking Free, one of the most iconic songs. I feel like I we've overused this the word song, iconic to at this I, point, but this like song don't let it think it's any less of its effect. Fucking bangs. I rewound this three times because <laughs> I had chills. I was turned on. Like it is such a good okay. song. I want this song played at my wedding. Like I forgot how good it is. And it's really the only Troy and Gabriella song to bang this hard. The other ones are, like, fine. This one really just goes the fuck off. And th- I, all I can describe to you is, like, you guys know this. She's got the lab coat. She's scared. He comes up to her. He's like, like, kindergarten. Come on. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. She takes, she's whipping the lab coat off, singing. The moment, which I, you should remember from the trailer or just every time they promo this on the Disney Channel, where he screams. We're breaking free. Yes. And punches the air, punches upward, and then spins around her with plain arms. You know what I'm talking yep. about, guys. Yep. Everybody's with me. I was like, oh my God. Like, I have, it was like fucking seeing the Beatles live. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> never been so in awe of something than that moment. And when she throws her hands up on where, run in. Come in and just like spinning around in circles and he like spins her. Guys, it's like pure heroin. It's a, it's a spiritual experience is what it is. They they do the number. Everybody in the auditorium starts clapping because they've accepted oh, group that. Clap. Darvis throws her clipboard. Yeah. She's like, there she in. does. Uh, then the number ends and everyone's applauding and freaking out. Uh, Troy gives Gabriella the cheek kiss because uh. yes. Emma, Emma, how old were they? Maybe seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, because if one of them was uh, not eighteen, I can understand it. But also, this will become a cruel joke. She is, I think, movie. one year younger than him. Maybe because we've 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 posited before about the reasons why they don't let people kiss on Disney Channel. One of them was that that they're not both legal adults, and that, so I we could buy that. I don't know; it's not important. But guess the cheek is also they're not explicitly a couple yet. I guess maybe I don't know. Um, come uh, on. Yeah, I know. But so they do that, and the she is amazing. one year younger than him. I do think he was eighteen; she was. 17. Yeah, so that's probably why they don't kiss. So then by High School Musical 2, when they finally do kiss, she, she would have been 18. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, so they do that. It's awesome. And then we cut immediately back to the basketball game. Troy sinks the winning shot right as the buzzer beater, right as it goes out. He steals the ball, gets it in there. Crowd goes wild, of course. Uh, and uh, everyone storms this court, freaking mm-hmm. out. And then this, this is what I'm saying about the ending being so so fast first of all everyone's in different clothes pretty much oh she finally looks hot she gets like a sandy grease makeover where she looks like hot red dress i was like where the fuck did that come yeah, from well because because everybody needs to be wearing red or white and uh because those are the wildcat colors Wildcats. and get and he's like he's like yeah we did it and he runs up to gabriella and then he's like how did it go and she's like we won too we don't get to see it though i guess not that i care but it's weird didn't give a fuck and, no, and like they're all jumping around chanting. Uh, Coach Bolton gives them like the basketball trophy. So okay, let's just hit these beats real quick before we get to the yopper. 
Uh, okay. The Chad what? kind of asked Chad kind of asked Taylor out. I guess. I, that was that's a thing now, and she's I mean, I fucking like psyched the, about it after calling is. him an illiterate moron moments yes, ago. The whole, the whole film, he's she's into it. Uh, Sharpay is cool now, I guess, because she's like, I guess I'm your understudy, so break a leg. Oh, nothing. I I can't say that word. What is it? A pro? Apropos. <laughs> what the hell, Emma? This is my Andrea. I can't say it. Apropos of nothing, she's like, fine. I all my competitive spirit is lost, but don't worry, it comes yep. back in a movie. That is really a problem I have with the whole franchise that I, we don't need to get into. But they keep wanting to make Sharpay the villain, but at the end of each of them, she's like nice again. So at the start the of the hero, next one, because she's yeah. the hero. Also, Zeke comes up to Sharpay again, and yeah, see, well, yes. So she, hang on. So Sharpay is really nice. She's like, I'm your understudy. I'm super cool with it. Break a leg, and that means good luck in theater. Ha ha ha. You'll do great. And then she's walking away, and he's like, Hey, Sharpay, do you want to like come with me to the after party? And and she's like, uh, no, I don't care. And they say, well, I made you these cookies. And hands her a bag of cookies. And then she's like, turns them down. And Ryan's like, thanks, man. You know who takes the cookies? Ryan. Ryan. And he's like, great game. And like, looks at Zeke. Because Ryan could have been a fucking gay icon. And Michael Eisner, you old, dirty bitch, you robbed me of this. You robbed me of this. You robbed everyone of this. I'm Ugh. sorry. And I was so mad in that second. I wanted to take you to me watching this movie. I was like, God damn it. I'm so mad at Disney. The two opening chords of this song start, and I was like, forgive you. Forgive you for... Yeah. Well, no, we, we can't skip. We have to say one more thing, is they do the classic... Well, he gives... First of all, Troy gives the trophy to Kelsey. Why is she still wearing the bowler hat, even though her outfit's because, completely because, changed? Because, because he gives her the trophy. He's like, here you go. You're the playmaker. You deserve it. Even though she really didn't do that much in the context of the film. And and then Jason, who's one of the minor uh, characters, minor of the basketball players, comes up, takes her bowler hat off, and she has beautiful, long, bl- brown, flowing hair. And she's, of course, hot now because she's got this her girl, hot red shirt on. Alyssa Rulin has gotten fucked left and, left and right by Disney. In high, Halloween Town High, she was a goddamn troll woman. Yep. And now they're putting in a, her a bowler for an hour hour and a half until the very last second i was her i would be fucking furious um but so that happens and i'm like wait why is that happening and then like emma said the first two chords started song i was like oh wait none of this matters because this is about to happen every possible complaint you could have about the oh, end of I this was film furious. gets and then my, my anger melted away because we guys we are all in this together it is I, this is, I think, honestly, the most iconic musical performance where they're all, you know, pumping their arms the and dancing around the gym. The thing that's insane is, like, number one, I still know every single dance move. Another amazing part is when Ryan comes up on the stands, dressed in all red in a red fedora, doing I a love pelvic Ryan's pop. Here. Michael yeah. Jackson would come out of his grave to see. Like, he is, Michael Jacksoning the shit, pulls the fedora down, is just thrusting his crotch. Who okayed that? I know who did. It was Kenny Ortega. But, like, he's yeah. <laughs> thrusting his crotch. And that's when, again, I said, oh, fuck you, Disney. And then I was like, this song bangs. I can't get stay angry. And yeah. then he does this. There's an amazing piece of choreography that I'm going to try to describe for you guys where Ryan jumps forward with, like, the agility of a, a border collie in an agility course. Like, jumps forward, <laughs> arms out in straight. And someone, people catch him. And then lift him up like a board, like light as a feather, stiff as a board. And he becomes a tunnel, a human tunnel, which <laughs> Sharpay struts out of. That does happen, yes. And she's like, we're all here, speak. And he's above her, like a human, 
like a human tunnel. It is the funniest and most amazing part of the sequence that I like really didn't appreciate before. There is there is also I do have a smi- slight problem with some of the lyrics of this song because like that part where she goes, "We're all here and special in our own way." I was like, "That's uh, that's really cringy for me." That like they're just calling it out directly. Everyone's special in their own way. No, it's just it's weird because it's just like being like, "This is the message of the movie: is we're all special in our own way." Is what I'm saying. Like, it's just very blunt. Well, they I mean. literally said the song was a start of something new and it was the start of something new if you're looking for for subtlety you are in the wrong that's film. You, yeah you have fair, you make a fair point uh but yeah so they do this dance and it's freaking amazing it's great watch it seriously guys just watch high school musical if you have i, I, I wish why we... the problem with podcasts is that i can't describe choreography and like much like sex in the city the fifth character is new york city in high school musical the fifth character is the choreography like it's so good because kenny ortega is an amazing choreographer he like, is and but, it's but it's just, just but I, good I'm, the, my problem is that I feel like we just wasted, like, however long we've been talking. Because you should just watch High School Musical. Like, we could have just, oh, like, you don't come out of bed, like... you don't need yeah, us you don't for need this us. shit. You, yeah. Uh, but then, so the credits roll, the light credits roll. And then it comes up and Zeke is alone in the gymnasium, kicking the balloons around because Sharpay didn't like him. But then Sharpay bursts through a door and is like, these cookies are the best things I've ever eaten in my entire life. Will you make more of them for me, Zeke? And then he, she like runs at him and he's like, what the hell is happening? And then she like latches onto him and hugs him and she's he's like, oh, I might even make you creme brulee. And she's like, oh, and that's a weird Isn't it so weird that they probably thought that was the end of High School Musical? Like when they were like, rap. That, that's what I'm saying. But like at the end of all each of the movies, movies the, the trilogy is i think they think that it's the last one so they end it like yes. finally and they, then they, they have to write their way out of it. in their ability to bring it back and then they have and then they have to write their way out of it by the second one like because in the start of the second one she does not give two shits about zeke even though like that we have this guys Nick the second Fury one is so good i'm so it's it's my excited. favorite Disney it's my favorite channel original movie emma with the, it, we've said it before it's the best this uh, is great but two is truly uh, they, they perfected i like like okay we can just the movie's over We'll, we can do closing thoughts here. This movie is fantastic. It is, even if you were past when you're watching Disney Channel original movies, you should watch the movie. It's so important to the history of Disney Channel and culture and childhood, and we freaking love Everything it. about it is so incredible. And it's, But it's a movie that, in my opinion, is more than the sum of its parts. If you break this movie down and look at it, some some of the things are weak. Like we said, Gabriella's storyline and acting is very, and very everything weak. everything that Hutchinson some, some, some of the writing can be really, really weak. The choreography is amazing no matter how you slice it. Uh, the some of the lyrics can be kind of weird, but you put that all together in this package and put Kenny Ortega at the helm, you get a freaking fantastic film. It it has an energy to it that I feel like you can't really replicate anywhere else. And Disney has tried many times with multiple other Disney Channel original movies, but there's just something about it that like just gets to you. You know, the, the I, stars I, it's, it's hard to describe. And you know stars what I think aligned. it was, Coach Bolton. <laughs> He's, he's the, the, he's the glue that holds this shit together. Um, but Emma, what what would you say you would rate this film? Because I'm thinking I'm going to give it like, I don't know, maybe a four, I think. I mean, much like Coach Bolton, I'm going to give this an 11 out of 10. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, we're not going to break the scale. The scale is already weird. It's a 10 out of 10. I, it's, I, a, it's a perfect 10. It's a 10. Like, it's a 10. You can't say. You can't cast aspersions and say that it's not a perfect 10. It's, it's a uh, fucking 10. It's 10 out of 10. And it's, I mean with I, my judging, it's a 10. Yeah, it, it's a 10. Can't even. Uh, we, we don't have a tagline for this month. Watch High School Musical. That should just be the takeaway from this whole podcast. Emma, what are we watching next month? Um, We are watching a movie that I've never seen, but I... Oh, no. It, it just stars people that we have seen. I think you might have seen it. Um, a movie called Dadnapped. Oh, yeah, I've seen this one. I have not is, seen it. 
Fun fact, this is the movie that made me stop watching Disney Channel original <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, I'm so excited that it's the one that I picked, but that's where we're yeah, going. That's, okay, interesting. I, I picked it out of sheer curiosity because I've never seen it. And I Yeah, it's a, well, it's Emily Osment from Hannah Montana. Is That's her movie. Yeah. Um, and her, guess what? Her dad gets kidnapped. Um, but yeah, so we'll do that next month. That'll be fun. That's a neat, fun one. Uh, Emma, uh, where can people find you online? They can find me at Emma Stone Tyler on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. Uh, but really, you should find us on Twitter, which is yeah. at D Comedy Podcast. Give us a follow. Become one of our D comrades. Tell us what you want from us. Comments, concerns, complaints. I won't listen to the complaints, but give it to us. Send us an email, uh, dcomedypodcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Stitch rate and Google review Play Music, us. Whatever, whatever For the on. love of God. Um, do I have to coach Bolton, you guys? Rate and review us. <laughs> um, it helps us so much, and it means a lot it to does me mean, it means personally. A lot. And, uh, you should, and you should check out some more of the podcasts on Audio Entropy. They're all great, but it's not their anniversary, so we're not going to go <laughs> talk about them. But what we do want to say is we want to give a genuine, full-hearted thank you to you guys, the listeners, for sticking with us, helping us cut as far, get as far as we have, saying how much you like the show on Twitter, writing such nice reviews. It really does. I can't describe how nice it feels to make something and have an audience where they tell you how much they like it. It really, it really feels good, and you guys are pretty much the reason we keep doing it, and it would not be as fun are if the we best. were just muttering to ourselves. You guys are great. You guys are the best, and honestly, it makes me feel like a part of a team. What team? Wildcats! <laughs> <laughs> but it's because we are, we really are all in this together. And Woo! as part of that, we want to announce a little something, is that we have had um, problems in the past. We've had long stretches where we go without guests. Because we are lazy and unorganized. And unpopular. Uh, <laughs> but you guys have shown so much interest in guesting and sent us emails and tweet messages and twitters and all that stuff and we the, the the fact of the matter is yeah we're so unorganized that in general we don't have time to um have like to get you on in time but without without being fair with by being fair to you and giving you enough time basically to we need a system we need a workflow and we got one we got a form now we have a google form you can find on our twitter i will try and get it on our website as well if i can figure out how to do that um, and so what you, what we want you to do, fill out the form about why you want to talk about this movie and we will contact you from there. And we, if we like really your hope, answer and you agree with yeah. me about there being more shirtless scenes, yes. we will select you. And, and those so, are my only criteria. Some restrictions apply. You can check out the Google form for more of that. Just read the form. Really, it's all on the form. Yeah. It's all on the form. My voice we, is worse. I really need to leave. Yeah. We really look forward to getting to know you guys a little better. And here, and thank you so much for getting us to two years. Here's to the year number three, baby. Woo! All right. Wildcats. We will, Wildcats. We will see you next time, guys. DCOMs forever. Goodbye. What team? Wildcats. What team? Wildcats. Wildcats. Get, get your head in the game.
my team, Darvis? What the heck are those two doing in a tree? <laughs>